Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Next Dimension Podcast. Your podcast is all about VR and AR. And I'm really looking forward to tonight's show because we have a very special guest. It's Matteo from Matteo311. Matteo, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Oh my goodness, I'm so looking forward to find out all about you and your channel and also about your opinions about all the exciting topics that we're going to talk about them. tonight yeah great great also here with me gary gary from immersed robot gary how are you doing i'm very good thank you yeah uh good to talk about some of the topics this week because there's a lot there is so much going on <laughs> i can't honestly keep up with all this stuff no, really, yeah, so really. It's like a full-time job to keep up with this stuff. Yeah, really. And we, we're going to try to put it into like one nice package here tonight in episode 11. Great to have you here, Gary. And also here with me, Steve, our VR flight sim guy. Steve, how are you doing? I'm very well. It's great to be back on the podcast. And as uh, Gary just said, like there's so much going on right now. It's it is literally a full time job trying to keep up with everything. So yeah, yeah I'm exactly. The to discussions tonight. Exactly. And wow, so many so many hardware is coming out. Right? It's wow. It's crazy. Perfect. Yeah. Also here with me, Sebastian Ang. I am the founder of MRTV and the host of the Next Dimension podcast. So for all of you who don't know this podcast yet, this is being live streamed every Saturday at 9 p.m. Berlin, 8 p.m. London, um, uh, noon in San Francisco, and uh, 3 p.m. in New York City, which is your time zone, Matteo, right? That's right. Okay, great. Yeah, so this is also an audio podcast. You can uh, listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Alexa, and everywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you haven't done so yet, it would be great if you would give us a very nice review on iTunes. Simply get out of your iPhone or iPad, open the podcast app, find us, and give us a five-star review if you enjoy what we're doing here. Yeah, so this week this episode is going to be full of exciting topics we're going to talk about lone echo 2 which came out last week then we have a little topic that we're going to talk about because last week we didn't have a show it's going to be about the facebook horizon which now is called horizon worlds so the metaverse the facebook metaverse they're working on we're going to talk about that one then we're going to talk about hardware so there's going to be some interesting shows coming up right like for example pimax pimax has a show it's called it's going to be called pimax frontier and it seems like they are going to talk about another new headset. That is going to be interesting for sure. Then, of course, we had the launch of the HTC Vive Flow. And that is going to be a very interesting discussion about this. What do we think <laughs> about this headset? What do you think about uh, the marketing, the target audience, the chances of this? Everything we're going to talk about in this show. Also, we're going to talk about what Facebook might have in store because, well, they teased um, two new headsets, like a Retina Display headset and like also like this um, small kind of form factor headset. And, of course, Facebook Connect is going to be coming up uh, very soon. So I would like to know from all of us what we're thinking is going to happen there. Yeah, I think 
that's already enough <laughs> for, for, <laughs> wow. for for one show for one show and probably we'll find some more topics anyways before we go into the topics we're going to talk about what we've done all the week and i would like to start with you mateo so we, we meet each other here now for the first time it's my pleasure to meet you and i know you have a very successful channel mateo 311 which is all about vr and um, yeah tell us a bit more about your channel what you do what you love how you got to vr and give us a bit of your backstory that would be amazing sure um so i've only been on the youtube thing for Now, two and a half years now, a little bit less than two and a half years. Um, I started VR, you know, I got it at launch. I got an HTC Vive at launch. I didn't even look into it. I said, nope, I want to be a part of this. VR looks amazing. I'm going for it. Uh, original channels like your channel, uh, VR365, uh, even like Ty and a couple other people. Is You know, I used to watch you guys all the time. Even Ben plays VR. And... I know you guys were talking about this room earlier. I had <laughs> it's, to it's beautiful. <laughs> I had to redo this room due to flood damage. Oh, so wow. I kind of, oh, wow. I redid the, the whole place, made it my man cave, made a video about it. And then I was like, you know, I really enjoyed putting together that video. I used to put some clips up on YouTube. I, I'm really into VR now. Uh, let's, let's jump back into it. Let's start doing that. And my first stuff was terrible. But I think, you know, I've come along in those past two years. And now I just uh, I do a weekly news segment on Monday, just talking about all the stuff that's going on. It's like a quick recap, the games that launched, uh, one major topic, like probably Monday will be the uh, HTC Vive Flow. Uh, so I'll talk about that on Monday. Then I have some opinion pieces. And lately I've been throwing in more game reviews. It's usually like if it's just a big game um, that I'm really excited to cover. So it's, it's mostly a game review, uh, a quick like, what's going on in the vr industry and then some type of opinion piece if something came out or or there's you know something that's controversial in the industry i'll probably you know spend 10 minutes talking about that that's Great. that's the channel in a nutshell Perfect. i think um, i yeah. think you do um some technical stuff you've got a background in 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 it i believe as well haven't you so you can get into the technical yeah. side as well which i really enjoy on your videos so i like i like somebody that, that's got that background where they can talk about some of this stuff a little bit more in depth which i i really enjoy about your stuff as well i think um that the technical side definitely helps because when you understand something really well it makes it much easier to describe and i'm not a channel about Okay, I'm going to go, you know, really deep into the specs and stuff. I'm going to give you the cliff notes, the information you came for. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's other channels you can go if you really want to go deep in, in depth. But I think most people are like, is it good? Should I yeah. get it? <laughs> How does it look? How does it sound? And that's that's what you're going to get from me. Yeah. Great, yeah. And you're also not, not afraid to touch like hot topics. Like, I, I know, you know, some of my viewers, they, they just told me, okay, you know what, Mateo, watch this guy he's like up and coming and he has like his real own opinions which you will like sebastian and yeah they were right so uh, it's really cool it's, it's really good to, to have you here on the channel and yeah tell us a bit more about uh, what you're doing so um and uh, tell us more uh, what headsets do you normally use uh, do you like pc vr are you more into quest stuff uh, what is your um, go-to device so probably about 85 of the time i'm a valve index guy Ah, okay, and, yeah, that's good. That's a good headset. <laughs> and then my quest and my quest two is used, you know, the fifteen percent of the time, basically just for exclusives or when I'm traveling. Okay, 
All right, right. And uh, what kind of games do you enjoy? Are you the shooter guy or do you like, um, I don't know, um, other... So I, I play everything because, you know, one aspect of VR that I didn't expect was the immersion level is making me like content like I didn't like previously. Like something like Moss, everyone's like, you got to play Moss, you got to play Moss. I'm like, a mouse protagonist puzzle game? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to enjoy that, you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, I was going full alpha male, you know, I'm an old, you know, dude, and I'm too manly for that. But, but I mean, I, I loved was, it, actually. You know, Moss was amazing. The You're right. Yeah, exactly. Game, it's so good. I, the second I finished the game, I emailed the developers. And I was like, thank you for that opportunity. That game was an amazing experience. You completely blew me away. So I try right. and play everything. So and um, I do a video once a year, like recapping every game I played. And it's it's at like 250 games at this point. Okay. Wow, that's going to be some video. It's, it's going yeah. to be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. L lots of videos out there. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, you might just come across a gem like like Moss, right? Even though we didn't think it might be amazing, but it was. It was just an amazing game. Great. Yeah. And um, is is um, are you doing this full time your channel, or is it more like a hobby next to whatever no. you do? I probably get I don't know 10 maybe a little bit more hours a week and uh, for you okay i am okay i have a full-time job i have two young kids my wow. wife is never home so i am okay. always just like struggling just to get you know my bare minimum content out which is one or two videos a week okay wow but for, for that for only having like 10 hours it's pretty amazing what you're doing so that, that's killing that's... myself <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, all of us content creators, all of the VR YouTube content creators, right? They're doing an amazing job, honestly speaking. Like what the, what they're putting out, and like how how we kind of like push the topic into 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 the open, right? Because other than us, basically nobody is talking about <laughs> VR, right? Yeah, so it's, it's it's insane as well. Crazy. How much time it actually takes to make a video because I, I oh, yeah. recently got into doing <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this video stuff. It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. You don't you don't appreciate it. It's like you do a five minute video and it's took you all day. Oh god, all yeah. this editing and all of this. It's kind ridiculous. Of stuff. Yeah. It's I'm literally right now uploading <laughs> a video. I've done it three times so far, and each time I've had an, some sort of issue. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be on this morning, so I'm actually uploading it again. It's not going to be done until about four in the morning. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what it's like. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's really crazy. And then, uh, Matteo, I also think you, you're like scripting your videos, right? Like I, I watched some of your, um, yeah, the, the news shows, and it's just like like perfectly scripted, it seems. Or is it? I am, or do you just so, um, talk about it? I, I have a template, but I okay. rarely script. Oh, really? Things. Okay. Wow. So, like, I will, I, like, I will make a list. And go, okay, okay, you know, I'll start my video off probably with, like, the release schedule. And I will just list out the names of the games, turn on my mic, and go. And then just have oh. to chop up a lot of audio. Wow, okay. Because when, when I watch your videos, it, it just feels, like, perfectly scripted to me. <laughs> like, well, like that's, it's, that's, <laughs> that's a year plus working on the format. Okay, so okay. So I get it paid off. It did. It did. Really cool. And um, how was your last week? What did you do? What, what kind of games did you play? Did you have so, time? Uh, I, I put up a review of Lone Echo. Um, so that's what I was playing. I am playing some yet-to-be-released stuff right now. So obviously I can't talk about that. I'm sure people can guess what that is. And then uh, I, in my free time, which is very rare, I've been playing Legendary Tales, which I absolutely love and most people are not familiar with. Yeah, I also don't know. What yeah, is it about? All around. <laughs> yeah, is that the, like, like, is that the uh, no dungeon? Idea crawling type yes one. yeah it's a yeah. it's a four-person co-op 
physics-based dungeon oh. crawler. Um, it's got unique elements to it. Fantastic combat. So much fun. You find all these cool, unique weapons. It, it's it's great. It's it's like seventy-five percent of everything I wanted in my ideal VR game. Wow, <laughs> that sounds amazing. Cool. It is funny what you said though, Matteo, about sort of yeah, you're actually doing things in VR you never thought you'd be interested in. Like there was a a developer on the show not long ago uh, made a, a game called Rainbow Reactor. And uh, I remember when I first tried it, I thought, this is just like a silly bubble game. I'm not going to be into this. And yeah. then for the week preceding that, I was on it every single night and completing it and everything. I was like, what am I doing? Why is this so it's, important? So, so I think it's because it's v, it just it's just something different about the, you know being in VR in these certain experiences. They are experiences, no matter what VR even, uh, whatever genre it is, it's still an experience, and I think that's what. Yeah, right. I mean, back. honestly, there are so many VR games. Uh, they most of them are casual, but they they suck you right in, and they're fantastic. But I'm just yeah. I'm still waiting for kind of what VR promised, like that immersive world you get sucked into, that you feel like you're living it, and I'm waiting for that in like a fantasy RPG setting, and that's why Legendary Tales appeals to me so much. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah. it has the combat, it has the co-op, it has a lot of that stuff. The you know, you want to save up a lot of gold, you know, <clears throat> find these magical items, stuff like that. It just doesn't have you know, um, questing and, and the storyline of a great RPG. Mm. But that's why I said seventy percent there. But it's early access. That's that sounds pretty good though. You know, I'm still waiting for the time when we all have the perfect omnidirectional treadmill. So that we basically have the the holodeck, you know, we can really walk around. Yeah. That that, well, that I'm so looking forward to that, and for sure it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Matteo three one one. Please do check out his channel. I've linked it down in the description of this video. You absolutely must subscribe. It's a uh, yeah amazing content, and I'm glad to have you here, Matteo. Okay. Cool. So, um, how about um, you, Gary? Uh, how was your week, um, VR wise or or AR wise? Uh, <laughs> or no, tell us about your videos. You're making like high quality videos now. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, what I will talk about actually, which is what featuring in one, in one of my videos is um, this thing called Tinker Pilot. It's only very very early on at the moment. It's an alpha. You can. Um, sort of support them on Patreon on the lowest tier and get access to this alpha via Discord. And the reason I was just, I saw a trailer for this a couple of weeks ago and it just caught my eye straight away. So I went onto the Patreon once they launched this and uh, supported them so I could get access to this alpha. And the unique thing about this game is that it allows you to have a mixture of HOTAS controls like in Elite Dangerous. It's, it's a spaceship game, like a space combat kind of game. Um, but you can use HOTAS controls, but you can also use hand tracking as well at the same time. So you can have fantastic HOTAS controls, which are, I always need in something like that. But then you've got these extra controls. So I've actually mounted a, a leap motion um, on my Valve Index in the Funk section. And the leap motion has got some of the best hand tracking anyway going. Um, now you can use the cameras the integrated cameras in the valve index as well or even the, the vive cameras um to do this hand tracking but the leap motion really works the best so you can sit in this spaceship fly around do all these little combat missions and stuff like that while also having hand tracking to manipulate all these other extra controls oh, wow. and this is like something amazing man well 
Yeah, it is. And it's something like because um, Microsoft Flight Simulator and Steve, I, I know you know about this, that they are implementing motion controls, VR motion controls in that game at some point in the future, which is fantastic. And I think it's going to work, work really well. But how good would it be if they also implemented some kind of hand tracking solution as well? Absolutely. Right, right, yeah. right. Still I think that will end up coming from a third-party developer. I think that's what will end up happening with that. I can't see a Sabo doing that anytime soon, unfortunately. But yeah, right. even just even just controllers will be a huge step forward. You know. Yeah, <laughs> right, but it, right. it works so well. Just having this, and you can also in this Tinker Pilot, so you can. It's very customizable. You can move things around and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then you've also got motion controllers that you can imp implement as well. So you've got three different kinds of control methods all happening at the same time. In you can just do it however you want um and yeah i think it's great i mean what's there at the moment it's very bare bones it's like little tiny little missions and things like that at the moment but um they're working on it it's only in an alpha so i'm, I'm hopeful that they'll continue to do something with that and somebody mentioned on one of my videos actually like a comment where it would be great if these developers could somehow create some kind of uh overlay which you could just install on steam vr or something like that and then it would integrate this kind of hand tracking system in other games like elite dangerous and that kind of stuff of course that's going to be a lot of hard work and uh would need um sort of uh collaboration with the developers themselves of elite dangerous but it's an interesting thought anyway and it gives you that extra little bit of immersion just having your hands in there as well as having all these other controls so um yeah that's really what i've been doing this week i've been experimenting with that great great yeah and uh, next week we're going to meet in paris exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, that, yeah. i'm looking forward to that yeah checking out checking good. out the the links um yeah, AR VR headset. Looking forward to yeah to meet you obviously and uh, to try out the device. Yep. Cool. Yeah, Steve, tell us about your uh, week. What have you been doing? Loads, absolutely loads. But I will keep it brief. I always seem to, <laughs> when you ask me this, have loads to say. But uh, one week I'll be like, I'm done. Absolutely nothing. But uh, no, I think quite a bit of geeky VR things this week. Uh, last couple of weeks actually, I've been very lucky to have. Uh, a lone unit of a PC, a PC basically from Stormforce, which um, is a top-end AMD system. It's running a 5900X with a 6900XT, 12 gigabyte graphics card. So I've been comparing it and pitting it against my uh, Intel-based system, which is the 10900K running the RTX 3090. This is so geeky, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> and I've been testing this uh, basically to see how they both perform in VR. I'm really high-end, you know, difficult apps, apps, flight sims, obviously, like Microsoft Flight Simulator. And it's been really interesting actually comparing them because uh, it just really shows actually that even though AMD are the king for frame rate, you know, they are super, I mean, their, their CPUs are really, really, you know, just that bit better than the Intel in terms of raw speed, but it's, it's the driver support that they really struggle on and particularly for VR they don't perform as well. I think when it comes to high resolution VR, that uh, graphics card really showed. I mean, at one point my, my G2 was, it was like having a fit. It literally, I, I put it native resolution and one of the uh, displays started shutting down. It just couldn't cope with it. Whether my actual 3090 system really ran it really well. So it's been a nightmare making those videos. I'm not really much of a benchmarker. I'm not much of a, I don't do too many techie things, but uh, Comparing them back to back, it took forever to do those videos. I've got a couple more to come of that system, but it's been really, really interesting to sort of compare them both. You know, in sort of high intensive VR 
applications in uh you know particularly sims mainly i suppose so yeah that's been kind of interesting uh what else uh trying to think what you say because <laughs> i've been doing a lot of really cool secret stuff that i'm really looking forward to oh, oh secret stuff next week secret <laughs> stuff i'm gonna call it that and i am beyond excited <laughs> to tell you i'm literally like bursting at the seams to tell everybody about this it was so funny because i posted a video of the HTC Vive uh, Flow, and everyone was like, "What? That's not the news, surely? Is that <laughs> seriously? Is that what it was all about?" I was like, "No, it's not. That's just a news article, but it's not the big thing that's happening." So yeah, I've been very busy doing that. Also, wow. Pimax. Can't wait to find out about uh, the secret yeah. thing you're doing. <laughs> Me too, Seb. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and here, the Pimax. Actually, this is why I've got it here. To be honest, is I've been trying out the new DMAS audio which is this, um, and that's why I haven't got a funny background today because I thought it'd be easier to show this on the camera. Um, and the hand tracking module, which isn't working, by the way. Uh, it's, it's a dud, so that was that's great. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, um, th the idea of this DMAS solution is it's a floating ear design like the Reverb D2 and Valve Index Audio, uh, which I prefer that. I've always preferred that floating ear design if it's done yeah, well. Yeah, me too. I like it too, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just because it makes you feel a lot cooler in VR. I don't mean you look yeah. good. I mean, it actually makes you, you know, temperature-wise. When yeah. this thing's on your head, you get hot very quickly. That's the only thing. Of, well, one of the uh, downfalls of the 8KX is the fact it's massive and you get hot in it very quickly. So anything that allevi alleviates that sort of temperature and, you know. Um, so I was in this about two hours the other day playing IL-2 and, my God, it was brilliant. But I have to say the audio, it's a mixed bag. Um, I like the design of it. I like what they're doing with it, but the, it really lacks bass. Uh, I think a lot of that is down to the fact that the position of them is just a little bit too far away from your ear. It doesn't need to be that much for that bass to be lost. Um, and I think they could really do with messing around with the frequencies. A Steve, bit more be careful it. here. You might yeah. never get any hardware from Pimax again, like, like me. <laughs> you know? I don't care about that. I honestly don't care. Um, you know, but, uh, <laughs> honestly, I, I, yeah, I see what they're trying to do here. <laughs> um, I, I was really excited to, to try it out, and I do. I still prefer it over the KD mass. I do, but only because I like that that floating a design. That that's a, a winner for me personally. But I think for most I like people, too, yeah, right. I think most people would, be, would probably prefer the KD mass simply because it has a better uh, bass response. And I'm a stickler for audio. I do like the mid range and high frequency response from this. This is that's good, but it's just that. Uh, Base response, it's just, that's so but, important. It's but simple. aren't these actually this this exactly the same drivers like in the Valve Index, like the same loudspeakers? That's what I thought. Really? Well, they don't I'm, sound I'm, like it. Okay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. No, definitely not. Okay. okay. Uh, because, yeah, because well, the the Valve Index and the G2 they have like a great bass. Yeah. Right, yeah, like like do. a fantastic yeah. bass. Oh, just what I they did, amazing. Right? I was going to say actually, is there any is there any way that they can build upon that audio what would be the next thing? I, I, what would be the I, next progression i really uh, think they made the perfect um headphones right yeah. uh, Matteo, what are your thoughts about the index uh, um, headphones uh, the index audio is absolutely fantastic i yeah. was gonna <laughs> comment about the pimax and they told me that because i said you know the audio definitely isn't as good as the index and they said it had like above 95 percent of the same frequency range and they said okay. it should be extremely close and i'm like well it's yeah. not <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm not an audiophile. I can't, you know, tell you okay. what's missing. I could just tell you I the like feeling. this one over yeah. this one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they just, I even suggest, uh, suggested in their like firmware or just to, you know, boost the mid range in the KD mass. And then with this, 
Um, they, it's got all of those high frequencies and the separation of those frequencies are really nice. But it just, as I say, it lacks that real nice bass. And you know what? And this, they're going to hate me for saying this, but I don't care. Um, when I put the Quest back on, I was like, bloody hell. Actually, the Quest 2 audio is pretty oh, damn good compared oh, to this. Oh, nice. oh word. I mean, oh, from, word. I, I, was, okay. I would say the, the D-Max It's confirmed. Is... No more hardware for the Fleer Flatum guy. The D-Max is better, but not that much better than the quest the quest 2 isn't as good but it, it's it impressed me because it's almost there it's almost as good and the it's quest is pretty tech. good yeah yeah i was got, very surprised i've got no ethics pimax send me whatever you want over your way gary you're only an hour away from me so <laughs> yeah, you can have a go with it. um but you know I, I people on my channel know i love the 8kx but i'll be honest about everything and uh I just I was hoping for better with the D Mass, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I'm a bit mm -hmm. disappointed by it. Um, and that's because I've got the G2. Maybe if I didn't have the G2, I'd be really impressed with it. But um, that audio, it should be on every single headset. Yeah, know, I agree. Really. It's brilliant. Mm -hmm. This is so good. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I suppose I'll just finish off. I have been using the Quest quite a bit, uh, playing Sniper Elite. Uh, it's a funny game that is, you know, it's so arcadey and I, I really wish it was a bit more grittier, but it is fun. And uh, I've just been enjoying playing a bit of that and uh, trying to get through it because there's so much going on in VR. I'm trying my hardest to get through some of the games and Sims that I'm, uh, you know, doing. I've got some campaigns going in IL2 and DCS. And I'm just like any sort of option I can. You know, it's like, you know, you're trying to find time to make videos and actually enjoy VR for yourself. It's tricky. But, uh, but yeah, I've been really enjoying Sniper Elite for what it is. I don't think it's worth the full price, but I think if you get it uh, on a sale, it's definitely a bit of fun. And yeah, I really, I really want to play Lone Echo. I haven't played any of the. I haven't played obviously the first one and the second one, which is terrible. So I need to sort that out. <laughs> you need to. It's fantastic. Really, it's really good. Okay, that's your week. Uh, no, but that will do for now. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have secret stuff going on. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, what have you been up to? Yeah. Well, um, I played um, like three games overall. I played Lone Echo, but Lone Echo 1, because actually when it came out like years ago, I did play a bit into it, but not like the whole game. So now I played way longer, a couple of hours, and I totally love it. So I, I absolutely want to play the first part before I play the second part, and I'm looking forward to find out yeah, what Matteo thought about uh, Lone Echo 2. But um, so far, I hear very good things about it, so... I love the first part. I, I'm like I'm like shocked, like how good it looks. Like even now, right? Like like I don't know. Like four years after it has been like um, launched, it's fantastic. So I love Lone Echo One right now, and therefore I'm looking forward to to play Lone Echo Two as well. But Lone Echo Lone Echo Two is going to be a topic of today's show. So that's one that, that's one part. Then I played um, Unplugged VR. It's going to come out um, yeah very soon. The 21st, I believe, right? And yep. yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's cool. It's <laughs> I, I really I didn't expect that it works so well. Actually, you know, like uh, like this finger tracking and uh, playing the air guitar. I, I I was totally going crazy with this actually because now I have the full version. Before I only had like like three songs. Now I can play the, the whole thing. Yeah, yes, you will enjoy it probably. It's it's going to be good. It's going to be really really good. Um. 
that is... Does it make you want to play the guitar? <laughs> yeah, more? I mean, yeah, it, it won't, yeah, yeah. Of course, like you know, I told you, like one of my dreams yeah. dreams is to to play in front of some people and then destroy a guitar. <laughs> that's that's if you ever come <laughs> over here, you've got to come to a gig, and I will definitely. You can do that to one of my old guitars. Just literally, just oh man, throw it. Yeah, do man, it. They, 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 please let me do. Let me do that. I'll record yeah. it. It'll have millions of views. It'd be so cool. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. That's a promise. Okay, I will come and, yeah. and destroy. Yeah. One of your guitars. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. Well, right, if he's destroying one, can I destroy one as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've, got too, you've, got, you've got too many in the back there. I'm not right? destroying my own guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just going to destroy yours. Yeah, right, right. So so that was what I was doing. And then, actually, the, the, the most amazing thing that I did in VR last week, I finally got into... Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. Steve, yes. you're going to be like proud of me. I'm like very before proud. before I I simply didn't want to put in the time. So I did go into Microsoft Flight Simulator before, but only to do through the lens videos, right? That's what I do. <laughs> I get new headsets and I make through the lens videos of the, the games that people want to want to see those headsets, right? And but this time now I really thought like okay. I really want to play Microsoft Flight Simulator so I can understand it better and take more videos as well of for, for some headsets and it's it's really, really, really good. So before I never before I never um I never really played the game with a throttle and, and the, the flight stick. I just used the, the mouse, right, and keyboard for Microsoft Flight Simulator. And that is not so good, honestly speaking, yeah. I think. It's it's really not so good. So now I finally connected my my, my flight stick and the throttle that I bought because I reviewed them at, at one point and I played Microsoft Flight Simulator for a couple of hours and it so sucked me in. I love it. The immersion is fantastic. I totally understand you now. Uh, Steve, oh, like, I can't like stop what's smiling? Yeah, it's so good. I, I, no, you you were right all along. <laughs> like I always thought, like okay, what's in it? Like flying a plane, and really like putting in the hours to sit in that plane. But now yeah. I get it. It's freaking amazing. It is so cool. It's amazing you spend two hours. Uh, that is. Yeah, good. that I day. Just yeah. You. you are now officially a flight simmer. So congratulations. <laughs> so 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 fast already. <laughs> yeah, I had my own flight with my my own takeoff and my own landing. Oh, so that's nice. yeah, yeah. It, it does feel it does feel like an accomplishment somehow. Yeah, it does. Because they yeah, they do it yeah. so well. It feels so real, right? You really have to do yeah. all the things that you really have to do. So wow, I, wow! I'm super fascinated by that. To me, so, the fact it's the fact that it's it's the real world that you fly. Yes, you're right. You're right. That's the thing that separates it for me, and that, that's the main thing. Because I've been sort of dabbled. I've dabbled in flight simulators before, but I've never really been sucked in in the way that Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator sucked me in. And it's because it's real world locations, and you can go anywhere. It's fantastic. It's crazy. It it really did suck me in, and uh, it is. It's, it's unbelievable. come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's impressive because I used to play it back in the nineties. Oh wow! Yeah. PC gaming, and uh, even then it was you know looked terrible, but it was realistic back then because my uncle used to fly planes, and I was a kid, and I kept crashing, and he was like, right. "Move over!" and he's like, "Just tell me what does what." Yeah, and right. he landed the plane, and I was amazed. Like I was just like, "That's not possible." It's so, so cool. even back then it was realistic. Yeah, and I now remember. It's just like, yeah. Absolutely, like yeah. Even at school, I, we had like a flight sim club. I mean, how we we didn't wow. get it was I don't know how that didn't happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was loads of people that were into it, and we had these Acorn computers. And I think it was FS ninety five or probably even something before that. And it was just wire frames and just pixels, you know. And 
uh, even then it was amazing. And if you think about what we have now, like even just a couple of days ago, I was, I, you know, I, I sometimes think about some of the experiences I've had, like I was flying uh, over Mount Everest uh, and just, you know, looking at all the base camps and everything and just looking down and just being at 30,000 feet and then seeing you, you literally are on top of the world there. And it's just seeing the horizon and oh, my God, it's just it's quite an experience. You don't have to approach it in a really serious way. You don't have to do checklists and FMSs and navs, uh, you know, exercises. I mean, you can do that like I do, but at the same time, you can just enjoy it and just be a casual flyer. And I think they've got that balance really well. That, Uh, um, Everest yeah. one, Steve. I did that recently as well because that's like yes. a new edition. It's it's one of the what's the what are they, those called? They're the where you have discovery a bit of music. Flights, I discovery think, flights. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, that's one right. of those. That's fantastic. With the music as well. as well. It's so dramatic. Yeah, isn't it? it's just yeah. amazing. It's a great way to relax. I think. Oh my god, yeah. I'm I'm so into that now. It's crazy. So yes. I was. It's fantastic. So I'm here now at, at, at my office and I, I was playing this and then I went home. It was already like 11 p.m. And then I installed Microsoft Flight Simulator on my laptop to keep oh, to continue it. I, I'm addicted. totally, yeah, I'm addicted. But then I played it for a moment in 2D and I'm just saying like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry <laughs> for all these people who are playing this on a monitor on a screen and think it's amazing. It's like so yeah. ridiculous. I felt it's so ridiculous to look on that 2D screen and to, to try to fly the plane and feel like immersed. And then the way how you look around, it's it's so it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, so wow. Then I got out my, my quest because I have it at home and I collected the quest and then I was again in VR and I kept on playing. Yeah, okay. I'm officially now totally into this thing. And uh, yeah, Steve, I get you now. It makes honestly, sense now. It makes we sense. All, we all welcome you with open arms. <laughs> yes, okay, great. Fantastic. Perfect. Great to have you aboard. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's exciting to try it out and wow, so cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was my my that was my week. Okay, so now let's get into the exciting stuff and let's start with one topic that we didn't talk about last week because last week we didn't have a show, but I still want to talk about it because well, it is the future, the metaverse. Yeah, it's the new buzzword, the metaverse, and uh, well, Facebook is also in on it and they have their own worlds they called it before facebook horizon and now they're rebranding it to horizon worlds and what is it it is yeah a virtual world where they give you quite lots of tools and you can build your own tools so it's it's about um, people making own worlds that you can explore then and uh, unfortunately in Europe, I have no no chance to get access to to the beta. I tried everything to get into the beta, but I had no chance to try it out myself. But in, in the States, people can already try it. In the beginning, it's it was supposed to be really not good at all compared to Rec Room or what. But now it seems they have, upon getting this kind of feedback from the early people who tried it, they have improved on, on the world. And now it seems like the, the tools, the building tools are really good. And Facebook is offering up $10 million for creators that creators can somehow earn. They have not specified yet how they're going to distribute that $10 million, but they want to get creators to build stuff and they're incentivizing them with $10 million. So I would like to um, discuss this topic with you and I would like to uh, find out, first of all, uh, Matteo, what, what are your thoughts about like the metaverse and uh, social VR? Is it something that gets you excited or what are your thoughts? Well, 
So social VR is actually quite amazing. Uh, we see that, you know, with Neos VR and VR chat, uh, you know, people live in it. We have VTubers. So there's a huge aspect to social VR. And like I was one of the people who didn't really appreciate VR chat that much. But then one day I did like a special 12 hour stream and part of it, like I was doing a whole tour of VR, everyone's favorite games, my favorite games, some of other YouTubers favorite games. I know some people are big on VR chat. And I just jumped in and immediately, like so many people from my community, you're like, get the biggest room you can. And like so many people from my community just keep popping in. And it's, it was just so nice to just hang out in VR, have a conversation. You know, you could fool around, you could take it serious, you could do whatever you want. So the social aspect is fantastic. That's undeniable. Right. Now, when it comes to Horizons, you know, I, I had access to the beta. Oh, cool. I was like, Maybe Facebook should stop stealing ideas from other people for a second uh, because it was so rec room in the beginning and it was, you know, rec room inferior. Wow. And I haven't seen it anytime recently, but I, I personally like rec room. Uh, I think uh, rec room has a lot going for it. And this is, you know, Facebook cloning that. Maybe now they're like, okay, we'll expand it. We'll do more things. But I've also seen the joke, oh, you know, $10 million to uh, get creators in. They're like, oh, yeah, Horizons is so bad. You got to pay people to get in there. <laughs> right, you know? right. I don't know. But I have, you know, I can't judge anything yet. So when there's more to see, I'll have an opinion. Yeah, right, right. Um, but what do you think about that rebranding from, from Facebook Horizons to Horizon Worlds? Like, like gaming science teacher says it right now. Probably Facebook is now right now more of a stigma, <laughs> right? Instead of like an advertisement for themselves. I'd agree with that. I mean, I like the name better. Um, yeah. I mean, Horizons, I get it. Worlds, I, you know, goes right into that whole metaverse thing. It has more of a metaverse feel to it. Mm -hmm. at, at the end, it's just a name, and it doesn't right. mean much to me. Okay. Um, Gary, what, what are your thoughts about um, social VR? Is it something that excites you, that you spend time in? And uh, what are your thoughts about Horizon Worlds? I don't spend a lot of time in social VR, but I'm, I'm intrigued by it. And the reason I am is because I've read Ready Player One, and I want right. that kind of metaverse. That's the thing that I want. I want that to be like this seamless, um, persistent world where you can go to all these various discrete places, enjoy something, and it's not it's not separated by these distinct rooms and stuff like that. I, I would love that. I know it's a difficult problem to solve to get to that point, but that's what I would love. Um, but I don't really go into VR chat or anything too much. Um, I actually spent more time in VR chat back in 2015 before I even had VR um, because I was just excited to talk about VR with people, and that was the best place to go and talk mm. um, with people. And I just played it on a desktop, which you could do, and, and speak with people that were actually wearing DK2s back then. Um, okay. So, yeah, I, I'm not really a, a social VR kind of person, but I understand it, and I understand um, that one day perhaps it will draw me in, it will get compelling enough to draw me in. But what could draw you in? I think it's more about <laughs> I think it's more about rather than having these little rooms and just people gathering and 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 not really having anything particular to say or anything particular to do I want like a world I want a world that yeah. you can go and and have all of these different places that offer different things different experiences it's almost like having a, a bowling alley or something like that you can go to the bowling alley play bowling and, and right. meet people at the bowling alley and replicate the real world a bit more than than having 
something like Rec Room, which, you know, don't get me wrong, I think Rec Room's fantastic. And when that first came out, it really was fantastic to have that kind of, of experience in there. But you go to sort of the, it loads these levels. You go to a, a place and you're playing paintball now. And then you come out of paintball, you're back in the, the lobby area and you go to something else. I want it to feel more more replicate the real world and, and have that kind of thing. I got it. You really want to travel from A to B, from the bowling alley to the, yeah. the, the paintball field, like like the real world. Like and a, have, like a have Disney, Disney world where you can go in too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and But have things to do that, that distract you on the way and all this kind of stuff. I want yeah, I know. it to feel a bit more like that. Yeah, you want Ready Player One, basically. I want Ready Player One. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's me. not realistic, I know. But yeah, yeah, no, but it's going to happen. I, I do believe it's going to happen at one point. Yeah. Right, right. So, Steve, this is not a flight simulation. But you think you cannot enjoy this or, or what? No, 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 honestly. I Actually, everything that Gary said, I just literally agree with everything he said. So basically, that's it, really. <laughs> But in terms of, sort of like the metaverse, it's, it's making me laugh. Like every single announcement that's being made uh, this last couple of weeks and, you know, preceding that into this next week has the word okay. metaverse in it. it is, it's the, it's the yeah, it's buzzword, the buzzword. Like yeah, said. absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Um, well, But, I yeah, mean, some sort of... Go on, yeah. I was going to say, isn't that like when the internet was first coming out? I was about was to like, say. Yeah. The internet, what is it? You know, like <laughs> this terrible... The World Wide Web. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, right, right. We need an internet, a 3D version of the internet for VR um, with, play, like you say, like Gary said, like imagine like GTA uh, with like, yeah. remember Test Drive Unlimited? Anyone remember that? Is it where you could like buy your own house and stuff and you can go to different shops yeah. and buy clothes and that kind of stuff. Just silly things like that. Uh, social VR... It's not something I do a lot, but it would be if it was like Gary said, literally, like it would be amazing to be uh, in a completely new virtual world where you can actually feel a bit more connected to it rather than it just being, you know, load here, load there. But I don't know how that would work personally. And but maybe Facebook is the company that could make that happen uh, more than anybody else because it will need intense, crazy amounts of investment because... Uh, you know, all these companies will be making their own versions of the, their own metaverse, and then it, we need like for them to join forces or some some kind of well, uh, you know, like like the internet, you need some standardization, exactly. like yeah, you know, standardization stuff like that. That's what you know. I'm trying to say, yeah. But this is like that. that it's actually encouraging though, because Mark Zuckerberg, one of the one of the things that he has said in the past that that that. The metaverse is not going to be one company. So I think this is, I've mentioned this before. I think it's actually encouraging what he said about this before. He said that um, just going onto one company's metaverse will sound as ridiculous in the future as going onto one company's internet. It, it doesn't yeah. work like that. So, I so. I, I'm actually encouraged by, you know, not everything he says and um, stuff like that. But I think, <laughs> you know, credit where it's due, I think that that is exactly the right idea. We need a metaverse which companies can be a part of separately. Yeah, that would be yeah, exactly be right. Amazing. Exactly. That's what we need. Totally. Right. Totally agree with what you said and also with what, with what Matteo said, like the standardization. That would be amazing and that they would be compatible, those worlds, and you're not just like in one world or whatever. And I think it's going to be amazing, honestly speaking. I think we're going to spend much more time in the metaverse, not only playing, but also working and learning. Just like in Ready Player One, if you read the book, 
they go to universities that are completely not online, but in the metaverse. And they totally meet up in these universities which are in the metaverse, and it's fantastic. And I believe it's going to happen this way because I really think it's ridiculous to physically have to go to a building and to meet people. I mean, now during the pandemic, we have seen, right, that uh, it's now also happening over Zoom or something. But really yep. to have this spatially, that, that's going to be amazing. And, well, I taught people before in rec room some languages, some Chinese, and it was fantastic. It's just so much fun, and it feels so good. Anyways, so the thing that I, that I don't like about Horizon, and now Sebastian is at it again with the privacy, I don't like that all the time it's recording everything that's, that's going to happen around you. Because that is actually what they said, like... Like all the last three minutes, they will be recorded, your, your viewpoint. And whenever you see something that you think is bad, then you can report it. And Facebook looks at these last three minutes and probably is like uh, somebody um, of the admins is floating around you and, and watching everything. And then they can just ban people. So in my opinion, I, I, w I personally wouldn't feel very free in that world when all of the time... I feel like somebody's watching me. So with this kind of feeling, I'm not free. You know, I would like self-censor myself. It's, and in that, 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 that point, I don't like. That's to protect people though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, it's to protect people, yes. But the, just the same way that a Apple said before, okay, because we want to protect people from this, uh, this uh, child porn thing, we're going to like scan all the people's um, iPhone. And I'm, I'm happy that they went away from this because that can be misused. Because yes, Right now, uh, then we must um, uh, we we must just trust Apple or Facebook that they're using these powers for the right thing. But what if later somebody at Facebook is not uh, like a person that you want to trust? So, uh, Matteo, what what are your thoughts about this? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it goes it goes way more than just privacy because okay. these tools are going to allow Facebook to basically have a uh, so psychological profile on right. everyone. Exactly. I mean, there, there's been studies done even by Facebook that show they know how to manipulate us. You know, they can alter our feed, which will alter our behavior. Exactly. Uh, which man. is really scary. Uh, and when you have those built up, aggregated, you know, uh, all that information on someone, their likes, their everything. I, that's that's like a scary amount of information. Then combine that with things like eye tracking. Uh, you know, you get pupil dilation and race and, you know, all that stuff when, from facial tracking. They're going to have too much information. It, it gets really, like, really scary. You go into this latest season of Westworld type scenario where there's like a big brain computer just kind of, you know, feeding us information to keep us along a certain path. Right. It's, right. I know it sounds dystopian, crazy. No, it's, it's not. It's not so crazy. No, really, it, I don't think it's so crazy, man, really. It's really scary. Like now, okay, we think like Facebook is doing the right thing, but what if not <laughs> at one point, you know? Yeah, it's, I think it's a difficult problem to solve, honestly, because we want, there's a lot of things that are happening on Twitch and stuff like this, and we want, we want these companies to be accountable for the stuff that goes on on their platform. And while also not being too invasive. And it's a difficult balance to get with this stuff. And I do agree with you, Sebastian. It's We don't know. I think it's all, it all comes down to transparency. And right, right. dare I say, it's some kind of regulation. They need some somebody yeah. to go in and, and totally keep track of this stuff. Totally agree. I believe in regulation. I mean, there's two aspects to it. There's legality and there's morality. 
And, you know, people will be like, well, they're not doing anything illegal. It, you know, you're willingly giving them this information. When you use a headset with eye tracking or, or you sign right. up and use your name, you're willingly giving them this information. So they have it and they're just using it to the best of their ability. So there's nothing illegal there. Uh, you can make that argument and fine. But at the end of the day, uh, there, when you have that much power, it gets scary. It really and gets scary. Totally agreed. And, uh, and really, they will just do what they can do. It, it seems like uh, Facebook is just doing everything they can do because nobody is stopping them. And honestly speaking, I'm really happy about the German government here. We said like, okay, no, you, you, no, we, we, this, is not, this, is, um, this is not right what you're doing here, forcing people with a Facebook login. I cannot buy the Quest here in Germany. I can buy it from France and everything. But I, I really believe that regulation is the right thing and it's the only way to, to, to stop the big tech to do whatever they want. So But therefore, I, yeah. No, I was going to say like, well, think about this. Facebook has a platform that we, you know, is proven that can change perception. You know, right, misinformation right. goes out, whatever. It can change a person's perception. And they have that tool. And then, you know, the government comes and says, listen, you have a tool that's too powerful. We want to regulate you. They use that, that, that tool to change the public opinion. Like, oh, the government is overreaching. Right. Or, you know, look at this. This is, you know, like the Nazi Germany articles will come up and they'll compare Nazi Germany to, yeah. uh, you know, uh, regulating Facebook. You know, that, that stuff will happen. And they, <laughs> exactly. they can control public opinion, which is too it's, powerful. It's scary. Totally agreed. It's absolutely too scary. And uh, these big tech companies, if you think about it, what kind of power they have, just saying, okay, this app, we don't want to have it in the store. Right? If, if just like... Apple and, face, and Facebook and Google and Amazon say, okay, no, we don't want this. They have the power to say this app shouldn't be in the store. So it's, it's too much, right? It's, it's something that the government should do. Like, yeah, I totally don't agree with, with what is being said on this Parler app, for example. But that they have the power to just say we don't want this is too much power. But, well, this is a crazy topic. <laughs> this is a whole crazy yeah. topic by itself. But it's interesting to talk about it and think about, okay, here with these metaverses, wow, this, is, this could be crazy as well. If you do everything there and everything that you say and every way that you move and everything that you look at is being recorded and analyzed by Facebook in order, first of all, for their, for their financial benefit, of course, their company, they want to make money, right? This is like one thing. But on the other hand, this could be used for things that are not great. At, wow. at the same time, though, this is nothing new. Like, right. you know, propaganda has been around forever. People yeah, have tried it, it to works, use public right? opinion. <laughs> yeah, people have tried to use public opinion to sway government. Yeah, Other media, tech companies of course. are doing very similar stuff. It's nothing new. It's just, listen, we're at the precipice of a new technology. Um, and it, with every new technology, it can be misused or, you know, people can overreach. So while we're at this point is where we need to kind of step in and start with regulation. Totally agreed. And Gary even wrote a whole book about this topic. <laughs> it's called The Memory Engine. So, and um, yes, it's, it goes a bit into this direction, right? With one huge company like controlling the metaverse yeah, yeah. and then there's some kind of um, reaction against that right how is it called again uh, the other world uh, 
Uh, refuge is the refuge the, the, the world yeah so yeah uh, it wasn't intended and by the end of the book it's really not having anything against facebook or anything i'm not trying to have a dig at facebook in that book i want to make it clear but um it does it does talk about some of those questions yeah at the beginning yeah it's good it's a it's a great book the memory engine check it out so yeah metaverse is going to be a big topic i truly believe this is going to be a very huge topic in the future and uh, great to hear your opinions about it. Okay, let's go into the next topic. And now we talk about Lone Echo 2. Yeah, finally, it has been such a long time of, of waiting, <laughs> years and years. It, it had always been postponed, and now you can get it for 40 euros and 40 dollars, Lone Echo 2, for the... Yeah, for the Oculus Rift, actually. <laughs> But you can, of course, also play it with Revive on your other on your um, other VR headsets. So I haven't played it. I have just played the first part now, and I really love the first part. And um, yeah, Matteo, you have played it. So tell us about your um, yeah your your feelings about the game. How is it? Is it good? Should we buy uh, it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Okay. If you're a fan of the first one, yes, I think you should definitely buy it. First off, I just want to okay. say for people watching, no, no spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, I right. I won't right, mention no. any spoilers. Don't Perfect. worry. You're safe. Perfect. Um, I was a little surprised by some of the coverage because I can't see how anyone who played the original gave the original, you know, a nine out of ten and you know five stars, whatever they did, to turn around and be like, ah, this one's a seven. Oh, really? Okay. And, and that surprised me because, one, it is extremely similar to the first game. So it really is like a, a straight continuation. No break, really. Same you know, game. Just, you, you know, same game. They give you some more mechanics. Uh, it's a little bit longer. The graphics are a little bit better. But it is very similar. At the same time, though, like, if this game would have came out at the same time as Lone Echo 1... You know, this was this was Lone Echo One. It would have still blown people away. Uh, I don't understand how it's not a downgrade in any way. So I don't understand how you can downgrade your review. I think it's just your perception has turned over time. Like if mm -hmm. you never played Lone Echo One and it came out now, I think you would say you know it's a high quality game, and only because Lone Echo One is years old, and you waited so many years for a sequel that's very similar. You you know people are like ah it's not it's not great. Oh, really? Okay. Is it just because the hype machine? Did people just <laughs> expect too much? It's Yeah, and that's like what people are saying. Like, oh, well, it didn't do anything new. Okay. And I'm like, does it need to do anything mm. new to be good? Like, do books always have to do something new? But no, you want the next chapter. You want the next story in the sequence. Does it have to do something more grandiose? Or I understand in tech it's different. You know, like sequels are always trying to have better graphics, more mechanics. And... It, it succeeds in that, not like to a huge degree, but it also shows like, you know, VR itself hasn't gone that far because PC VR isn't dominant now. Uh, Quest is. It looks like this is something that wasn't really capable on Quest because if, if Facebook could have had this released on Quest, they would have. It's probably just taken a long time. You know, this game uses its own engine, so that's probably one of the issues too. Uh, but I don't get, like, because I've seen a bunch of negative reviews, and I don't get it. Oh, really? I think okay. if you like the original, it is fantastic. Uh, the story continues. I think the storyline is better. Uh -huh. You know, it's more intriguing than the original. In fact, the second I finished the game, put my headset down, went upstairs, told my wife, sit down at the table. I'm going to tell you about this game I played. And I wow. told her the storyline. Okay. And she's like, oh, that sounds really cool. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's really cool. I just played it. <laughs> 
So I, you know, I, <laughs> Makes sense, I just right? can't imagine anyone who liked the original wouldn't like the second one. And that's, that's where I stand with it. I think it's great. I love the original. Yes, okay. it can yeah. be slow at times. The, especially the original. I think the but, first hour plus is super slow. Yeah, but um, but, but still the immersion, slow. man. But the, the feeling of like floating. The immersion is yeah. amazing. Now I'm playing it now for the first time. I love it. It's so crazy. Could I ask you? Even though it's a bit sm a bit slow, I agree. But yeah. it's but the feeling. You really get the feeling you are there, right? This immersion factor. And and that's what like we were sold. You know, VR would be. That's what VR yeah. still is to me. Right. I want to be immersed. I want to feel like I'm there. I want to be blown away. And it delivers. It's got these stunning graphics. You feel like you're floating around. You know, Liv is the like the best VR character ever. You know, she's she's fidelity is unbelievable. So realistic. Right. And, I mean, it's an intriguing storyline. So you got me. I don't need action all the time. You know, if you're someone who can't get past the slow hour intro or you're just looking for action, fine. It's not for you. But if you That's enjoyed it. the first one, I think you'll love the second one. <laughs> that, that reminds me, you said when you played, was it Saints and Sinners or what, you did a live stream? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, and yeah. You were like, right. this is just too slow on this. Yeah, right. Action. Yeah, I don't like this grinding thing. You know, I don't like to yeah, have yeah. To, to to collect stuff and then combine it. I don't like this whole thing. But for Lone Echo, it, it feels different. It's just like so well done, right? And exactly, Liv is so well animated and so lively, and it, it feels like you're really, really, really there. Exactly, yeah. yeah, what Mateo said, like, this is what VR is about. It puts you somewhere where you would probably never be. I will never be on a space station, probably, right? But And, and yeah, I am there, and I'm really, like, enjoying that, that, uh, that whole um, story and everything that goes on, and the graphics. But even the old oh, title, God. it looks so unbelievably amazing. Yeah. So, Mateo, tell us about the new graphics. Is it even better, or is it the same? It's not really? a big boost. Okay. I mean, it's not a big boost. There's more graphical settings. Um, there's also things to help performance, like, uh, you know, dynamic resolution or rather adaptive resolution. Uh, so there's a few more things to help with performance. Uh, overall, they look better because I just recently played through Lone Echo 1. And then in preparation of Lone Echo 2, I replayed Lone Echo 1. Uh, and I'm running a 3090, right. so everything's cranked. Right, Can I ask, right. like, for someone who's never played Lone Echo series at all, um, if I just jumped in and played Lone Echo 2... Would that be a bad move? Would I understand what was going that is on? It's a terrible move. Okay. So it's definitely you, know, you have to play the first one first and it's just a continuation of the story. Yeah, it's starting okay. a TV series on season two, basically. Yeah, because mo most games, you know, you kind of, it kind of like picks up, you have an idea or it's a slightly different story, but in this case, okay, that's good to no, know. That, that, that would, that would be a, a huge mistake. And to be honest, there's no reason like to skip Lone Echo 1 because it, besides right. that slow burn intro, um, it is phenomenal. This is, is um, one, one of the things I, I was going to say, because I've played Lone Echo 1, I absolutely loved, I adored it, and yet I've not picked up Lone Echo 2. And I think part of it is because recently I've, I've played through the first one again, like you, Matteo. Um, I, play, I, I played about two-thirds of the first one again, just uh, over the past couple of months, really. Um, and I felt a little bit like I was burnt out on that so when the reviews started to hit some of the reviews saying it's basically more of the same i felt a little bit burnt out on it um, and one of the things that really um i think that first hour in the first game where you're constantly taken out of it to do these tutorial yes. sections is irritating paradise decay has i think he's mentioned in, in a few chats now over the past couple of days to me that you can skip those in lone echo too so that's encouraging but yeah. that it, it just feels like I made a bit of a mistake by going through Lone Echo 1 again and being a bit burnt out when this one arrived. I don't know if you felt the same or if you 
we're having to. I mean, I, I guess you can feel that way because I mean, I played it before the last time it was supposed to release, so that was a few months back. Oh, okay. So like, I was ready for the original release date that got yeah. pushed back. Um, so I've had, you know, it's been a few months in between. I can get that. Like, if I just played through the original Lone Echo, probably took me, you know, five and a half, six hours. So if I just played through six hours of that and to immediately jump into another seven or eight hours of that, yeah, maybe I would be like, you know, uh, but I don't know, like walking away from that story and being like, hmm, I'm really intrigued to see what happens next. Uh, after this game, I'm like, listen, I don't care what they have to do. They need to make more titles in this universe. There's still so much more they could mm -hmm. do with Jack and Liv. And not only that, like the lore of the universe, you learn a lot more. And I'm like, there's a million unanswered questions, yet they answered a million questions. Um, but like we can spend like they could do so many other games in this world and they can be action games and they can be more, you know, um, exploration titles like this. And I really now that, you know, Ready at Dawn is owned by Oculus, I hope they pursue that. I hope they see the value in this universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Pro yes. probably they will. I, I believe I believe they will. Mm. And what's great also about Lone Echo is that it is one of those few AAA titles that we have, right? I, I, we have so many like small games which are also good and fun, but these AAA titles which are so polished, how many do we have? Not so many, right? Like, okay, Half of Alex obviously and Lone Echo 1 and 2 now, but then what else is there? It's, it's, so it's it's it great. It's sad. just great to have it. It's just great to have. I feel happy, have. but also sad as well. Because I mean, will this be the final? Well, it will be the the final triple A title we'll see for the Oculus platform for PC. If of course it will, unless there's anything else happening, which I very much doubt. You know, that's it. The Rift S has one final hurrah, and then that's it, isn't it? Really, which is a shame. But at least the uh, Quest Two, I'm, I'm sure it can play it very well on Air Link as well. But yeah, it, it, that's it, how it makes me sad. That's how, if I pick this up, that's how, that's how I, I, I played through those two thirds of the first game again with Air Link. Fantastic. What was it like? Yeah. It looks so yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Right. Stormland's well fantastic works. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I wouldn't say we won't get any more AAA games. We can also get AAA games on the Quest 2 or on the Quest Pro or whatever is going to come out same. soon. It's not the same. Are, yeah, they, are yeah, they really AAA? on the quest here yeah yeah not like this you're right no, not like this now now but I, well in the future Matthew, they will be sorry I was yeah, just no. Matthew, like um i don't know obviously you've been doing a lot of quest 2 content is that right uh or yeah i mean i've been covering all the latest games so how did it feel going back to a fully you know full fat pc vr experience did you did you think to yourself my God, I've missed this so much. This is what it's so, all about. I mean, the funny thing is I still play primarily PC VR. Um, and there were there were a few like stunners that came out of nowhere this year. Uh, Everslot, if you've played it, Everslot is fantastic. Early access, not much to it right now. But you, you can give me like 10 graphic. games I could just write down now and then I'd just I'd know a lot more <laughs> straight away. So I'm going write, to write these down. <laughs> uh, yeah, Everslot is fantastic. Early access, not much to it right now, but phenomenal graphics like it's kind of like Doom meets Diablo. It, it gets your blood rushing. It, it's really great. Like the, the audio kicks up and there's like rock music blasting and the, all these creatures cool. charging at you. And it, it's fantastic. Uh, and it, it, it's a stunner. It looks great. Uh, Hubris, I played the demo for, hour long demo for that. Phenomenal graphics. Like top tier up there with Lone Echo and Half-Life Alex. Looks unbelievable. Uh, and then I told you I've been playing Legendary Tales. That's very impressive. 
uh, great graphics, not as good as the other titles, but the physics, you know, you, you have multiplayer co-op and physics combat. That's a winner right there. So I'm still very deep on PC VR, even though PC mm -hmm. VR is dead. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, keep on going. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I did air quotes for that. But <laughs> You're right, right, right. So at the same light, and then I jump back to Quest, and everything I've played on the Quest this year, for the most part, has been very casual. Uh, has been, you know, I played through Yuki. I played through um, Sam and Max. I played through Sniper Elite. I played through... I'm trying to think what else. But none of these... Sniper Elite, I actually ended up playing on PC VR. just tested it on Quest. But, you know, none of these actually. are, like, deep, big titles. You know, they're yeah. a lot more casual. Right. Right. That makes sense right now. But I still believe in the future we're going to stream our games from the cloud. And then it is basically... Everything's going to be a PC well, VR, right? Everything's going to be PC VR. I, I see it like, you know, consoles back in the day. When I was younger, PC was up here, and you know what you could get out of PC if you had the money was up here compared to consoles, which were down here. And that gap has closed a lot over time. You know, software optimization helps a lot there. Uh, you know, you have these developers working on a specific platform, so that you know does help with the Quest. But you see that a lot with the Switch specifically because that's super weak hardware. Uh, so right. that gap will eventually close. You know, we will get close. It's never, it'll never be the same. You know, you could always have cutting edge uh, on the PC, but it'll get closer over time. Right. Matteo, what are your thoughts about the PSVR 2? Is it something that you're looking forward to next oh, year? I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to it because PlayStation, like, pumps out the best VR games. The yeah. worst hardware the best games. <laughs> now, well, up think, that hardware, and well, I'm excited. The, the hardware, the first one, actually, it's it's at that time, it was pretty incredible, pretty amazing. And I could still play a PS, PSVR game without feeling like, wow, this looks like total shit. So I think they've made amazing hardware for that time. And I think they, they're, going, they're going to make amazing hardware again. Price-wise and what they managed to get out of it was quite impressive. Like if you played Fract, which came out recently, it, yeah, it looks it fantastic. Yeah, Fract, Fract exactly looks right. Great. The and colors, like, man. <laughs> the colors. Yeah, and I'm like checking to make sure I'm actually using my PlayStation VR. Right. Like, you know, it's like that's exactly how really? I felt too. Yeah. So yeah. well done. Right. Well, that OLED makes makes yeah, so much. Yeah, it's difference. OLED. I was going to say yeah. yeah. That, that's probably where that comes from because I've not I've well, not played like, on a PSVR for a long time now. The colors, um, man. And I thought. <laughs> I thought the uh, PSVR was a great headset. I think it was let down by everything else around it. So the tracking, the forward-facing camera, right. this kind of stuff, and the agreed, agreed. Agreed. controllers is the thing that lets it down, not the headset itself, honestly. Agreed. Totally agreed. So I think PSVR 2 is going to be freaking amazing, and we're going to have yeah. this kind of, like, hopefully AAA titles. And I love that kind of new strategy that Sony said, okay, we want to have, like, flat titles that have this VR option. So... Therefore, I hope that we're going to see lots of um, IPs, like known IPs that we, before we didn't have in VR, but now they're going to be in VR because of that new strategy. And I think it makes sense. It's funny, you know, you said, because you know, a while ago I said to you, I'll never get a, a PSVR. Um, <laughs> You're going to get it. Well, I, I told well, you that time already. <laughs> not, not quite, but I, I, something yeah, dawned yeah, on yeah. me the day. No, something I realized today, like... <laughs> Well, PC uh, VR is absolutely not dead for flight simulation, of course. I think that is absolutely exploding right now. But I th if I think about myself as a PC gamer, what options do I have? And I think the PSVR, uh, you know, 2, which is coming out, 
might be the only way I could get my PCVR fix in the future if, if, if things are going down that road. I mean, I know we, we, we are going to... I just feel like because, like you say, with their weight in the industry, they're going to be able to t- churn out some incredible VR titles. And, of course, I'm sure they've got them planned. But especially, I like the idea of having these amazing titles with that VR option. I'm thinking, my God, that's kind of annoying because uh, that means, you know, in the future, maybe I'll have to to get that full fat PC VR immersion that I love with amazing graphics and just, and it's not just about the graphics themselves. It's just how it makes you feel in the environment. That makes the difference. It might have to be that route for me, which is a bit annoying. So you never know yeah, I, in the future, I, I might end up having to buy one. <laughs> I think will. PlayStation two will deliver that experience. I, I think they're going to wow us software wise. Hardware yeah. is going to be good enough and software wise, right. they're going to wow us. And I, I think, your software is more important, especially at this point right now. Yeah, and then if both comes together, if the the, the hardware is good enough, and I'm sure it's going to be good enough, yeah. it's oh, going we, to be we see the specs. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. So that's going to be a good combination, and they're going to bring something new to the game, probably some rumble in your head, <laughs> which might be interesting. Who knows? Yeah. So yeah, who knows? But I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. But it's quite a long long time, right? We have to wait yeah. one one full year from now to get it and until then we're going to get have like a quest pro or whatever it's going to be called and so on and so forth so yeah let's see let's see anyways let's start to talk about more new hardware so let's start let's talk now about the kickstarter the links are one kickstarter for all of you who have not uh, heard about this device yet this is a new standalone vr and ar headset which costs 499 dollars on the kickstarter right now the campaign has been very successful they have blasted through their goal of 300,000 euros in the first 15 hours and i think now they're at 500,000 euros and the device itself again it's a standalone headset it has um, a resolution of 1600 by 1600 pixel per eye just like the vive flow but this one has full hand tracking built in you can uh, connect this to your PC playing Steam VR titles and all kind of AR stuff. Well, I haven't seen it yet. We are going to see it next week. And Cass and Sherry have been there uh, last weekend. We're going to hear from them as well uh, what they think about it. And um, yeah, so they have been um, very successful with their Kickstarter. Still, for us consumers, still we don't yet really understand what we can do with it. So I believe it's more of an exciting um, hardware for tinkerers, for those who want to try out what AR could bring to the table, for programmers, for developers who simply want to have a device that can do all these things, this, this high-quality pass-through and perfect hand tracking in a standalone form factor. So um, I would like to um, know about um, Matteo, your opinion about this. You have also probably followed this. So yes. what do you think? What do you think? What do you think about that? So uh, you know, I've spoken about the Lynx R1, uh, and people come at me like, "Well, why are you comparing it to the Quest 2? And I'm like, "Well, they did it themselves." Right. You know, they said we're going consumer, which they was a mistake in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> they they basically put themselves there and said, "Yeah, we're a Quest competitor." Yeah. And my no. response is, "How? No. You yeah, know, right. you're Agreed. Agreed. you're almost double the price. You don't come with controllers. You don't right. have a storefront that can compete with Facebook. What's your storefront? SideQuest? Um, you don't have a storefront that can compete. Even if they're trying to go their own storefront route, which I think would not be good." 
HTC can't even do that. And HTC is a giant company because, yeah, I know their focus is on enterprise. But if you look at their, uh, what is it? The HTC, um, Five what is four. the other one? They're standalone. Um, uh, focus 3. Oh, focus, yeah. I just couldn't get the way. I, flow kept coming to mind. Um, <laughs> so, you know, their Focus 3, the storefront uh, is like non-existent. You know, there's no like games in it or anything. So yeah, if they can't do it, I know it's enterprise focus. It's enterprise, still. exactly. It's enterprise. Yeah. So it makes sense that there's no games. So, not many. Yeah. So anyways. you have specs <laughs> that are a little bit lower than the Quest. You're, you know, you're almost double the price. You don't come with controllers. You don't have a justifiable storefront. Um, the only real big thing you have is you have the promise of AR. But AR, while I think there's tons of potential, like tons of untapped potential, it's still an unknown right now. You know, the, so unless they come out with some killer AR apps, why do I as a consumer want this headset when I can mm -hmm. get something just much cheaper with more functionality? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, what would you say to this, Gary? To be honest, it's very difficult to um, argue against a lot of these points there. Um, I think you're right, Sebastian, that this is this is for people that are interested in the hardware side. Exactly. I'm a consumer. I'm a consumer, okay? Now, I'm interested in this and to to see it, see how it performs in, in the, that AR functionality. Um, and actually, I'm very interested to see how it performs in the VR functionality and if it can just compete with quest if it did have that store you know what i'm saying and and the uh the streaming from pc as well how that how well that performs now i predict it will be very similar to the quest because it's got the xr2 in this headset as well i think um there's a lot of valid points that mateo has brought up but there. it's and but it's uh, sorry to uh disrupt you uh um, Gary, but yeah, you know what? I, I honestly, it's not so easy to make this streaming VR happen. Even it has the same chip. There's so much software involved. It's so complicated. I've seen like the Focus Three like completely fail at it. You know, oh, and really, uh, really, like yep. if I if I compare the, the Quest Two against the Focus um, Three for Steam VR um, streaming wirelessly, and I did this recently here for myself for fun. It's like unbelievable. It's so it's bad so on the Focus Three. And it's so great on the Quest 2. It's unbelievable. So there's so much engineering yeah, involved in making yeah. that happen. Yeah, well, it's that will so be simple. interesting to see how, how it performs yeah. and based on that. That will be interesting. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing I will say is that I, I've mentioned this before on, on the show, is I think that the by Link saying that they are competing directly with the Quest and the Quest 2, it was a mistake to, to do that. And I've mentioned before, I think they need to play into their strengths with this device, which is this VR-AR hybrid. It's, it's a... It's got this unique ability, which is going to be better. The pass-through is better. They've got this occlusion mesh included. It will be true AR. And I think these are points that they need to really highlight and, and differentiate themselves. Rather than trying to compare themselves to the Quest 2, they need to differentiate themselves and show what this has to offer. Um, but the, the fundamental points, the fundamental problems are it needs content for consumers if it wants to compete on that level and so uh, yeah i i think a lot of the points are valid and a lot of these things are still up in the air so while i'm a big believer in this product i think it it's still at the early stages where it could go either way honestly but i'm very right. interested to try it out that's for sure that's for sure steve do you have any um thoughts about the links I'm I'm really gutted I can't go and uh, try it out next week uh, with you guys uh, because I think I, I you know I can't really make any sound judgment until I try it. But um, right. as a AR newbie, 
I've never tried it before, never tried that before. And to have that color pass through, I think that that is a really unique selling point. It looks uh, great. That, it looks really that good. That would be really cool to, to experience. But if, from a very selfish point of view, I do, I'm concerned about that low, I'm going to call it low resolution, but it isn't as high. Uh, the, the, the screen isn't really, really crisp like the Quest 2, I'm guessing, anyway. I mean, we don't know until we actually see it. Because there's other things that, you know, it's not just about the display itself, but obviously the lens design and you know, the display itself, whether it's got any Mura, uh, the colors, all these things play a, an important factor for me. Um, but I think if you really loathe Facebook that much, then this is a interesting option. <laughs> but but even if you loathe Facebook, like I don't loathe Facebook, by the way, right? Or the way even though were. it seems like it, but but yeah. honestly speaking, um, I think it's it's not it's simply not a Quest Two competitor. It it simply is not at all like zero. And uh, just like Matteo and Gary said, yeah. like like no no. No, there's even not no control is there. So I totally agree with you guys. I don't think it was um, the right thing to say. Okay, we're coming out as a Quest Two competitor when they came out with that um, with that Kickstarter, right? And I also totally agree with what Gary said. They, they should play to their strength. This AR thing. So it might not be for us now, for for us um, gamers, but it is still interesting as a competitor to something else, like the HoloLens. The HoloLens costs like $3,000, and it has like an FOV of like, what, 45 or what? So this has a bigger FOV, right? And I think this is, this is a better HoloLens too. And it might be freaking amazing for that, pass-through AR, as compared to the AR where actually they try to optically put some, some virtual things into your viewpoint, right? So I think this is a really interesting way for now, for 2021, to have AR. And this might be a perfect AR headset. You know, it has it has really good hand tracking with Ultraleap. And uh, Gary mentioned today that Ultraleap is the, the best hand tracking that's out there. And they, they've shown it in a video, right, how good their hand tracking is. They have really absolutely brilliant um, color pass through what they've showed before. They have these interesting lenses. Well, I have to find out how good they are. But they have a great form factor. So as an AR pass-through device, this might be pretty amazing. And then I must also say like, hey, the price point of $500 is actually really good for such a device with so much new technology in it, right? From a small startup company from France, just about this, this is great, but this is not a great Quest competitor. So therefore, I believe not, it's not going to be interesting for many consumers, but more really for enterprise customers who want this to put on their own software. They already know what they want. Probably they already have a HoloLens um, app and they can make a better one for this device and it's going to be better than the HoloLens. So that in terms of strategy, I think they have miscommunicated that when they came out with a Kickstarter. Also, I think it would have been better to have um, people like me or others try it before the Kickstarter had actually started <laughs> so, so for people to know what are they actually signing up for. But it's good now that we're going to test it out and see um, yeah, what it can do actually. Anyways, uh, I still wish them all the best, of course, since I think it's great that there are uh, more choices. Right? We, we don't have so many companies that give us hardware to play with <laughs> right now. Like we're all hoping for Facebook to give us the next cool shit that we love, and we will for sure. But it's we don't have competition, and uh, I still root for them. I still hope they are successful, and they have sold quite a few units. But I hope I still hope that for probably the, the links to 
it's a more more clear fit where we know okay this could really compete probably against the quest or it could re it could really be more like a hololens 2 competitor like the strategy must be more clear in my yeah. opinion yeah i agree I, but i don't want to like dismiss it as a consumer product okay even okay first one really okay um, because i think there's, there's fundamental things that are missing at this stage or not clear at this stage, and that is the the app delivery system and, and the store. And these are okay. the things that, that need answers because I think it can be a consumer device, especially when compared to something we're going to talk about in a second, which yeah. is the same price, but this has right, right. more functionality. You're that. right. Right. It, it has more functionality than the flow probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think they're probably going to deliver a really good AR experience. But even if their technology is great, it still comes down to the applications. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter how good their implementation is if there's nothing to do with AR. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the unknown. That's the big unknown right now. Right. So yeah. hopefully we get more answers. Well, you guys will get more answers, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Hope is there actually hopefully. no controllers going to be... Uh, ready at launch then is that is that the you you can back them for 99 euros and it's not going right. to be like controllers that are made for the device it's the, those finch controllers it's another company that makes controllers i don't know how good it will be i'm not sure if we can try it out but honestly i, I honestly cannot see people using that for steam vr no really i mean no. i have no, i agree i have the steam I agree. I, yeah right right i have the quest 2 here now and it, it, the Steam VR streaming is freaking yeah, perfect. It is. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, it's, now. it's really so good now, and even got better with that version thirty-three, right? With, with that, it, it even looks so better clear. now. It's yeah. it's like I, I'm I'm like yeah. shocked at right, how good it is now. Like, it's fantastic. Like, come on, like, like even I admit it. <laughs> like, it's how, not like, how good, not how good that is. It's not. Yeah, far I mean, away I'm from the G2 resolution now. Actually, yeah, it's really good now. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you, Sebastian. Everyone thinks I'm anti-Facebook. I just yeah. like to call things as it is. Like, I'll here, say exactly. plenty of negative things and plenty of positive things, too. Yeah, that makes so sense. I get hate from yeah. both sides. You know, <laughs> people are mad that I said something nice and that I no said something They won't ever be happy on YouTube. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we have to live with that detail. Yeah. But but it's good that we have both sides, right? We say both yeah. things, right? Really. Like, it's, it's really it's really an amazing piece of hardware. It's even yes. getting better, yes. like, every every update. The AirLink is solid. I mean, so, I told yeah. you, my preference is the index. I use it 85 to 90% of the time. But, um, you know, on AirLink, yes, I can feel the latency. But visual-wise, they're it's great. pretty close these days. Absolutely. They're pretty yeah. freaking close. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And gaming and, science teacher says something. You don't have to be totally against something to be critical of it. And I think that's right. Right? You can, we're critical of some parts of this whole Facebook thing. But the hardware, my goodness, they have really nailed it. Yeah, I just I was just going to ask you, Sebastian. I don't yeah. know if you know this, but with the links, I think Stan mentioned, or he's mentioned in one of his live streams, or perhaps even when he came on our show, that he was talking about the controllers. They were going to have thumbsticks on. Now the Finch controllers don't have thumbsticks on, is my understanding. But I'm pretty oh, sure really? he mentioned thumbsticks at some point, um, unless that's changed. Um, but we'll get some clarification on that anyway. Yeah, but we'll I'm find sure out. he's mentioned. We're going to ask the hard questions. Point. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> when we're there and to check it out. Yeah, thumbsticks would be better. I really yeah. don't see um, any kind of controller right now not having thumbsticks and being successful, right? I, really, really, I don't, I don't see that. I so, hate the ones with a deep passion. 
Yeah, uh, me too, same here, yeah. same here. They were it's great. Funny, I, lo- the launch of our, uh, the Vive, I was like, this, these are fantastic. In the very until beginning, you try of course. the Oculus Touch. Then... Yeah, exactly. I, I never knew how bad. I was like, they can't be that bad until I got sent a Vive Pro 2 to review. <laughs> and, and I was like, what are these things? What the hell? Oh, right, these yeah. are the Vive ones everyone keeps going on about. Right, okay. Yeah. I didn't was... play like, anything full locomotion because, because of the wands. And yeah. the second I got yeah. a thumbstick... You know, it's just like it opened up a whole new like slew of games. No more teleporting nonsense. <laughs> right. This this is funny. Also, like the grip button was so hard to press on those wands. Can you remember? Like this small, this little thing. Like oh, it's like ah, oh, you really have to do like, something like this. It was like so complicated. Feedback on gaming session. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck it, like this after gaming for a while. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but when it was the only thing available in the very beginning on the Vive, and yeah. there was no touch, it was freaking amazing, right? Yeah. Anyways. That was that was the the links, and now we're talking about the next topic, and this is going to be a pretty exciting one, and I'm I'm looking forward to find out about your opinions. We're talking about Pimax. We haven't talked about Pimax for for quite a while now, and now something new is going to come out. Probably they're going to probably announce some new headset. We're not sure yet, but they are teasing something, and it's going to happen on October 25th at 10 a.m. Um, and well, they pr- they they promise a sneak peek at next gen VR, a next gen VR product, and well, they say or they they introduce something that say that they say is going to be like several generations ahead of anything currently on the market. So not just next gen, no, it is like several generations ahead of anything on the market right now. So we haven't. Um, well, we haven't had a new headset from Pimax since a couple of months. I don't know. The, like yeah. the, the, the 5K <laughs> Super, which had like 180 hertz. I believe that was the last one that we heard of. And of course, the 8KX. And the 8KX now has the the new um, the headphones, the new headphones, the, the D-Max that you talked about, um, Steve. And um, yeah, let's talk about Pimax. So, Matteo... I, I, I don't know yet about your thoughts about Pimax in general. Tell me, what, what do you expect from this event? Do you think this is going to be a complete new headset that they're going to um, tell us about? So, yes, I do think they'll be talking about a new headset. I mean, Pimax said something to me a while back. No details or anything, but led me to believe that's, that was the case. Um, I think they're taking a page out of HTC's book and over-promising and about to under-deliver. Okay. I mean, how do you make statements like that? You know, you're up against these giant companies that are pouring billions into VR, you know, Facebook. Um, right. And then you have, you know, you know, Valve is up to something. And you're going to tell me they're going to come out with something generations ahead of them. I just don't see it. And what I've seen from Pimax already leads me to believe that they're just going to continue to do the same thing, like kind of drop support on what they have or like, you know, nonchalant support and just start working on like 20 new things. It's like, you know, they, their headsets have some really good aspects, but it's like, okay, a 5k, a 5k plus, a 5k super, an 8k, an 8k plus. And and it's just like, you guys are all over the place. You have a new headset every 10 minutes. Uh, You're promising sword controllers. You're promising new headsets, uh, new headphones. And I, I just wish they would kind of, you know, bring it in, be like, hey, here's our low end product. Here's our high end product. That's what we're doing. And nail it. And totally nail agreed. It totally agreed. 
they push for too much and they don't deliver on like any of the aspects. Right. I have the feeling whenever there's a new display out on the market, they get it <laughs> and they put it in and then boom, we have yeah. the new Pimax. <laughs> right? We have a new headset. Exactly, Matteo. Just like you said, why not concentrate on one thing, like the Pimax 8KX, for example, let it be the their flagship device, and then just concentrate on it. Like if they now talk about the next headset already, I don't know. It's always like it's always like this um, carrot dangling in front of the VR yeah. enthusiast, yeah. and and then we never reach it, right? We always like try to get the next big thing. Why not concentrate on the 8KX with a new um, with a new um, D? What is called a D? A D um, the new um, audio solution. D mass. Uh, D, D mass. Right. 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 Yeah. And then deliver that. Deliver that in a great fashion. Right. And and just concentrate on this because I really they, think they 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 did come a long way with their software, and with also with the AKX, right? Steve, like um, you have it, right? And Matteo, you also have it. Like I don't even have well, it. Well, <laughs> the thing is though, you need to maybe let's just understand what Pimax headsets are really about. Well, but particularly the AKX behind me, it's a niche like exotic like yeah. sports car, like an Italian sports car. It doesn't always work very well, but when it does. <laughs> It's absolutely incredible. Um, that field of view, you cannot ignore it, particularly yeah, you're for right. race you're simulations right. you're and right. flight simulations. Exactly. It is a niche product. I don't think it's really a gaming headset per se. I mean, I tried playing Half-Life Alex with that, and the thing was moving around my, my, on my head crazy. I thought, oh, yeah, actually, I can see why this is not very good in the gaming perspective. But sitting down, enjoying a race sim or flying, or I tried Elite Dangerous, by the way, as well uh, with it. And, oh, my God, it's just absolutely incredible. Uh, and when it works, it's absolutely incredible. It really is superb. But I agree, they are all over the place. They are, they are like they are releasing. I was so confused. Like uh, they were going to send me three different types of Pimax headsets, and uh, I really was confused which one it was because it was very similar. The 8K and then it's a 5K, 5K Super. And I was like, well, yeah, I agree. I do agree with that. It's a very strange business model if there is one at all. But uh, I just feel they are passionate about VR. Absolutely, need, totally, really, to really. Kind of stop where they are yeah. uh, and not get too carried away. Uh, Bring it uh, in. But that's what they do. Yeah, rein it in. Yeah, absolutely. I do agree yeah. with that. But they are, they, they, don't, con don't compare a Pimax 8KX or something to a Quest 2. It's ridiculous. They're too, that's like comparing a Ford Fiesta do-it-all car to a, a, you know, a Lamborghini, whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an exotic piece of hardware that is for a specific type of niche. And for that, it works superbly well. It is I, um, definitely niche, without a doubt. Um, it is for the people who like to tinker and play around. Well, I uh, do, my approach <laughs> was okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at this headset compared to my daily driver because you promised me this is the best of what VR has to offer. My daily driver is an index, so I'm gonna look at it compared to that. And where do I stand at the end? And yes, uh, there were instances where I had a much better field of view, and sometimes I loved it. Um, Fidelity-wise, I didn't think it was this massive increase because, you know, the pixel density isn't much better be compared to the Index and the AKX because the panels are so much larger because, you know... Yeah, the FV, yeah. right, right. That's yeah. surprising. I'm surprised you said that. I am. So, I mean, the, the, I the AKX I isn't too far off the GT. So, yeah, sorry, come. I, I look at it and, I, and sometimes I say, okay, this looks clearer. And sometimes I'm like, okay, it looks clearer, but... This game, this game's FPS is tanked, and I'm running a 3090. 
So it's like, okay, I got to go in and play with a couple settings because, yes. you know, the game just doesn't like this resolution. Uh, so then, or I rein in the, uh, the FOV and it's like, well, if I have to change the FOV and bring it in, what's the point? Or when I'm at like the highest FOV, I found that, you know, the edges just drive me nuts. I almost felt like the headset would wobble, you know, like it would almost, it was very distracting for me. I was playing hyper dash and like, I feel like, oh, it's an advantage. I could see people more, but I like, I, I was, it was taking a while for me to like, just stop noticing the edges and some games it was you know more noticeable than others that's definitely more noticeable like the larger outfield of view you go but that distortion was always there for me and my brain kept saying like go back to the old stuff because you like it better and i was like well, well let, let, let's play with this more let's let's find the right settings and i felt like every game had to be dialed in to find like settings that were ideal for that game now i know they're making that easier software wise um, I felt like I didn't always get a better visual experience, you know, sometimes for sure. My audio uh, experience was definitely not better, as you discussed already. I definitely agree uh, with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, my microphone, they said, wow, we've never heard a Pimax microphone sound that bad. And I'm like, I don't know. I plugged it in. But it can be worse than, than the it's HTC. Like, <laughs> It, it, yeah, but it was very like low and muffled, and I'm like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I just plugged it in. I did a recording. I said well, a few do, sentences. Yeah. I don't think it's that bad, really. I mean, it's not as good as the Quest Two. I think the Quest microphone is actually amazing. Uh, again, with the for it's, you know, considering that's the cheapest. But all of, all of my videos on YouTube where I use the 8KX, I just use a standard microphone, and no one's ever said, "Oh, that sounds a bit crap." They they said that maybe they thought since. They said, you know, oh, you have a prototype unit. Maybe it, you know, didn't have it's our possible. normal microphone. So it's possible. So, I, you know, I'm not going to say that the mic, but the audio wasn't as good. The, the mic, obviously, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. But at the end of the day, I said, okay, it's not always delivering a better experience. I had tons of software issues with it. I used it on multiple machines. It gave me a headache, a different headache on every machine I wow. plugged it into. Um, I told you I had, before we were filming, I told you I had the bandwidth issue. Uh, yes. Another machine made me do a clean driver install, which I was just like, oh, oh, but it, but it's working now. Fine. Like, you know, I have a headset plugged in. Uh, I was a little annoyed that it didn't have Bluetooth built in on a $1,200 headset because the because I let my base station shut off. And then the first thing that happened was I plugged in my 8KX and my base stations wouldn't turn on. I'm like, what's what's going on? And I'm like, oh, I don't have Bluetooth connectivity anymore. So it couldn't send them the yeah. message to turn on. I mean, if you're paying twelve hundred, just put the ten dollar Bluetooth module on there for me, please. Like, mm -hmm. and then you know, all that said and done, I said, okay, it doesn't always deliver a better experience for me. It gives me a headache frequently. I need to tweak with it constantly. And then uh, the the Valve Index is just so much more comfortable for me, better audio, and it's so much cheaper. You know, we're we're yeah. talking about thousand dollars. For the kit versus twelve hundred dollars for just the headset. So I think, yeah, I think that the thing here with why we're disagreeing slightly is because we're very different VR. Uh, we, we we consume VR differently, don't we? I think because you're not. I'm, I'm guessing you don't sim much. I've, I'm checking your channel out. No, I'm just, yeah, and I, I rarely do sim, and I can see it being great for <laughs> um, that. Yeah, I think, yeah, so I think that's yeah, probably right. what it is there. That kind of makes a lot of sense to me, I think. Because if I had a... I have never tried a Valve Index. That's one headset I would love oh, to try. Oh, you need to. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, still, it's I, still good. It's still great yeah. now. And I, all, yeah. all I hear is great things about it. Yes, and it is. I, if I was just a VR gamer, 
I would probably pick that over pretty much any other headset, including yes. the G2, which will be very surprised by a lot of people who know my channel, because it makes total sense. It's got the whole package, hasn't it? So I do, I do understand that. Uh, and that's why I say like the, the microphone is unbelievable. The microphone yeah, is like is. studio yes. quality. I could use yeah. it for all my content, honestly yeah. speaking. It, it sounds better than this. I yeah, swear. Yeah. Also, also, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Also, a bit better than the, this is crazy. The um the, the one issue I had when I tried the Pimax and it was the five uh, the five K plus that I tried a long time ago, um and like Matteo has already mentioned and people are mentioning in the chat as well, the distortion was just something I couldn't get past. I couldn't not see it. And whenever you turn your head, you've got this warping away of the extremities. Yeah. yeah. And it just kills the immersion. It's almost like it's almost pointless me trying that headset if it's got this distortion. No matter what else it has around it, the benefits that it has around it, which I could see, I can understand, that distortion, as soon as I see that, it's, and I think I must just be very sensitive to the distortion in, in VR headsets because if I see that, it's, it's almost... It just turns me off playing it in almost everything, honestly. I totally get it. And you, but, but I must say, when you yeah. change the, the FOV to normal, they have the large setting, and then you yeah. change it to normal, then it kind of cuts that away, and it's getting yeah. better. And they really have done a better job now. They've really improved their lens distortion profile. And on normal, I must say, it's pretty good now. Yeah, well, I did try it. I tried it on the small okay. and the normal and, okay. and the wide. But like I say, it was a long time ago when I tried it, and I know that they've 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 made their distortion profiles better. Um, so I, I just think that with a design that they have in their headset, you are never going to completely eliminate distortion in that right, style right. Of, of headset um, right. based on how they... Now, I don't, oh, I don't hear you. Pimax is cutting them off. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. The <laughs> <laughs> they have yeah. They have hacked into into Gary's <laughs> into Gary's setup. Yeah, you're back, you're back. I heard, yeah. <laughs> we hear you now. No, he's not he's not back yet. I, I know. But now. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. We hear you now. <laughs> wow. I'm sure yeah. you've got some poltergeist activity going on in there, Gary. <laughs> the other night. <laughs> Check, check. Hello? Yes, yes, we can hear yeah. you now. Yes, Still yes. can't hear you. Still there. Okay, we hear you. Yeah, okay. Then uh, I will just keep on talking. So, this but, never happened before. But, uh, but I must also say that really they did come a long way. They have now the Pimax experience, which kind of dials in Carry the on. games. I'll try to get it back. Yes, yes. So they have uh, the Pimax experience um, where they dial in your um, your games for you, like some profiles, some some cloud profiles. Then they have done something on the lens distortion. Now they have the the headphones. The the, um, um, the head strap is comfortable, I would say. So actually, from so. the from the very beginning until now, they did come a long way, and. I really think that there is a market for this kind of high-end uh, wide FOV. It's just like, I, right? I, I definitely agree with you. You know, they definitely came a long way. They definitely offer something that no one else has. It's just not ideal for most people. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know. Yeah, right, right. And I believe they could play a big market in that um, enthusiast market if, if they wouldn't, I don't know, do something like probably they're going to do now. Tell us about the next big thing, which is again the, the dangling carrot in front of us. Yeah. Instead of like like doubling down on the 8KX and like probably making it cheaper, making it more perfect, yes. and simply like That's like great. like 
like uh, putting all their effort into this one headset or two. Like I really like the the Pimax Artisan, for example. Yeah. It's a cheaper headset, which is really good. Right? Why not just these two? 8KX yep. for the high end and Artisan for for the for the beginners, yep. right? And that's it. They would yeah. probably sell lots of them. We need a crazy VR developer like Pimax in the VR space. Yeah, I like we it. Need, I really, totally need honestly, it. I like it. Maybe them. they'll get things wrong sometimes, <laughs> but I do yes. feel that, like I said before, when it does work, there's no better experience out there than flying with a 170 degrees field of view with no distortions. I don't actually get any, so that's really strange. Yeah. But I totally understand a lot of that software dependent and getting it set up on your computer is very important because yeah. the Pi tool has a Pi... Uh, what you call it, Pi Experience or whatever it's called, I can't remember now. And literally, you yeah. can change everything on it, the yeah, the offset, the IPD, which is a really cool thing. I'd recommend everyone at least mess around with that. But like you say, Matteo, you've got to go in and tweak it, spend maybe a week or so once you get it, tweaking it. For me, that's fun, but maybe I'm weird. And, I, you know, a lot no, of people don't you, like that. Yeah. But, I mean, know, if, you consume, you there, if you consume a lot of content, it's so far yeah, that's from ideal. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and I consume a ton of different content, and it, it like you said, it was a nightmare. And I was trying to dial it in, and there were some experiences that I was really impressed. Like, uh, I played uh, what's called um, Space Pirate Trainer, which is one of my favorite classic games, and I actually found the wide FOV to be a huge advantage because you never lost track of the enemies. And I actually thought the black levels looked better than my index, and it looked clearer in that game. So yeah, it was a better experience mostly in that game, but at what expense? I was going to ask you, Steve, um, if you can still hear me now. Um, yeah, we hear you. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you just said that you you don't you don't get any distortion at all on the edges. No, when I first no. tried it out, actually, my first impression video of that exact headset, they didn't send me another one or anything like that. Uh, I said, "Oh, distortions, don't like it." Literally, the first few minutes, I actually saw them. But when I dialed in the software, made sure that it was on my face properly as well, and just making sure that you know your frame rate is a, a you know a, a really a decent number because that headset tanks any computer, even my thirty ninety. You've just got to be realistic with settings. Then you can actually dial it in really well and even if I, and this is what i do and this sounds crazy but i don't that often use the uh, f completely wide field of view i rein it into about normal and i know you yeah. think well what's the point but there's every point because even in normal it's still mode, bigger yeah you're it's still bigger, bigger yeah. than any yeah. other yeah. headset out right, there right i was going to i'm wondering because like i say it was a long time ago when i tried it so i'm wondering if the if the software itself has got better and like you were saying really yes it is really good it's really I'd love good to now. try one again. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right, right. tempted to, to try one. Okay, Steve, yeah, you can use you're good again now. Like, Pimax is still going to support. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've got the saw controllers here, by the way. I haven't tried them yet. haven't had no time because of the other secret stuff. But I literally have some Pimax saw controllers over there, and I really can't wait oh to try God. them out. Uh, but they're prototypes, so I guess you're we'll right. see what I like. Right, right, mm. right. Yeah. So, dear Pimax... I would really also like to test your software, and I, I really, I, I think it doesn't make sense. I don't know what is the the, the fallout, like like why, like why uh, I don't get the software, the hardware anymore because I always reviewed it fairly, and probably that's the problem. I don't know. I would absolutely love to uh, to try that controller and also the AKX. I don't have the the. I thought you the had one I have, I have, I have the prototype. And uh, then I said I don't like it, and since then I don't get any hardware anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, Where's the PSVR? We'll swap, and we'll, we'll just. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Somebody put uh, Paolo Triani said Sweevar. Uh, where? Oh no, sorry. Somebody's put where is Sweevar? Yeah, Stony VR. <laughs> 
Yeah, he's somewhere I'm, I'm, triggered right now. He's hacking. <laughs> he's hacking you, Gary. After what you said. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, because I've messaged, uh, I've messaged Sweetwater because I, 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 he used to come into VR round table now and again as well and, and comment right. and, uh, uh, cool. stuff. But yeah, I've not heard from him for yeah, a long time. Actually, I really enjoyed your podcast, by the way, Gary. I just got to say while I remember the round table. Oh, I really enjoyed that discussion. It was oh, fantastic. Thank you. You're yeah, right. Really really enjoyed really enjoyed too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Dear Pimax, I know you're watching this and I'm telling you, I would love to review fairly, as always, your hardware. So, yeah, but I don't have the chance because you're sending it all now to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. That's it. Play it here. <laughs> but that's okay. That's that's all right. That's all right. My, uh, my relationship with... Sorry, yeah, I was going to say my relationship with Pimax isn't great either at the moment. You know, I didn't give them a stellar... Well, I didn't really review the unit. I kind of compared it to my Quest. That was like my angle of my video, you know, like which one's better? Because a lot of people say what's the you know best possible headset. Uh, and my relationship's a little tentative after that. But they did use me in one of their promotional videos. Oh, like really? Cut no, out. What? Whenever I said something positive, they cut it out <laughs> and used it in. And I was like, hmm. That gets, Interesting. Like, people were messaging me like, oh, I didn't know you were a Pimax ambassador now. And I'm oh. like, yeah, you should see that whole video. Oh, I need to see that. It's so funny, man. <laughs> I've not even got a relationship with Pomax. I can't yeah. get them to even acknowledge uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, Gary, I'd, honestly, you should come around here and check it out or I'll go there. We're not that far away. No, we're so not. I need no. to, and, you know, and I, I, I honestly, I think you'll be blown away. You, you love Elite Dangerous like, and, yeah. and Space Sims in general. That thing there is unbelievable. Honestly, yeah. you, it's just incredible in, in Sims like that. I we'll love have it. To sort it out sometime. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely, definitely willing to give it a go again at Pimax. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> By the way. It's honestly anyway. once you. It's so strange going from that to the G2 afterwards. It's like looking through a pair of toilet rolls. It's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah. am I actually, you know, dealing with this? And then you're okay again after a while, but it, it's quite a shock. Right. Thank you so much, for Sex Shark Mister, for two euros. Cheers. Ah, yeah, Uwe, that's he, he's a he's a he's, he's a, well, in fact actually he's in Germany somewhere. I'm not quite sure whereabouts, but he's a great support of the channel. Good to see you here, mate. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, so Pimax Frontier. So I would like to um, yeah ask Gary, what do you think are they going to show? Is it going to be um, the same case with just another um, display in it again, or do you think it's something completely new? Well, it feels, based on what they're saying in this announcement, it feels like it's got to be something new based on a completely different design, I would imagine. But um, it's difficult to say with Pimax, isn't it? And and I just wanted to reiterate that I agree with all of you guys that, that they're expanding this kind of stuff too much and they need to rein it in. And perhaps this is the new direction that will set off that that new precedent for them where they will just have this new launch. This is These are our product lineups now and we can get back to basics and start start doing it this way. I think it's got to be significant based on what they are, how they are promoting this kind of announcement. I would say it's got to be something. Um, and especially that we laughed at at the beginning with that <laughs> statement that it's several generations ahead of uh, everything else. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing to say, but yeah. I mean, I'm ready to be impressed. Yeah, me too. I, I, I love to hear new things. Uh, Matteo, what do you think is this thing? <sighs> I mean, I think they're going to announce a new headset because 
They always announce a new headset. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the right. generations ahead stuff is ridiculous. I'm face palming over that. But, you know, maybe they will do something impressive and new because okay. they've already done something impressive and new. Agreed. So Agreed. Agreed. you kind of expect them to do the same thing. Maybe right. they will be the first one to bring micro, micro OLED, you know, into, uh, into VR. Maybe they will be the first to do that. You know, I think, like we've all said it, they got to rein it in. Hopefully this will be the case. But also they got to stop like spec chasing, you know, like, oh, you know, 8K. OK, well, it's actually 4K. But at the same time, like they all go on about how well we're pushing the GPU's bandwidth to the max. And I actually had issues with that. I told you I have too much bandwidth going out to my monitors, too. So I had issues with that. Uh, so you really VR doesn't need the highest resolution possible. I think the index is already like it a little bit more than the index is what we need to make sure we're getting rid of the screen door effect and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as FOV, we don't need 180, but yeah, you know, agreed. a little bit more than the index. So yes, don't just chase the specs. Don't push it as high as possible. Find that sweet spot. You know, find that that's kind what of, they that's yeah, what they need to do. Yeah, but that's playing hope. it safe. That's not no, them. No, but I, but I agree them. with I pushing agree the boundaries. Is for, no, but is I, I really me. I really agree with Matteo here because like uh, the the Pimax Artisan. It doesn't have the super huge wide FOV. It has like a bit, a bit less, like more, more than the index, and that is enough. And that is already so good. I really enjoy the Pimax Artisan still. So yeah, why not double down on this kind of FOV, which is bigger than than the index, bigger than all, than most of the other headsets already, and then simply give it better lenses because the lenses are honestly speaking not great. Why not some aspheric lenses, something like Vario is doing? Because then there's no god rays anymore. You have this huge sweet spot, and things would simply look awesome like they would get me with that already so that would be amazing what do you think um steve is going to happen on uh, october 25th I, i don't think they're gonna sort of you know blatantly announce a new headset that this is what we're going to be doing next but that's what they've been, be... been doing most of the time yeah, <laughs> blatantly I I... announcing new headsets <laughs> I don't, yeah, they might announce something in terms of sort of teasing or looking at the future, maybe some sort of metaverse idea, software based idea, or some sort of technology that they're going to put into their headsets. But I don't know if they're going to put, uh, actually announce a specific headset and say, this is what we're going to be doing, and this is when it's going to be released, pre order, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to be that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I still think they've got uh, work to do on the AKX. And, I've no idea if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I don't care anyway because they didn't tell me. Uh, but the 8KX, they're gonna, there's a slightly new version of it coming out anyway, uh, which has a higher refresh rate uh, okay. and has a slightly better screen in it. It's, well, I say that, it's still the same resolution. It's going to have DMAS audio at standard. So they, they are slowly evolving the 8KX. So at the moment, I can't, they're calling it v but VR. But wouldn't, there wouldn't be generations ahead. No, I know. No, I know. So. <laughs> What, what I mean is, is that I think they are, they want to let people know what they're doing, what they're up to, but I don't think they're going to actually announce anything, you know, really concrete in terms of an actual product, uh, like a headset that's going to be released okay. in the near future. I might be completely wrong, and that's fine. But uh, that's that's what my uh, my guess at, is anyway. At the same time, a, a minor upgrade to the 8KX isn't that a spit in the face? You know, the 8KX, you know, plus super, whatever. Isn't that a minor spit in the face <laughs> to the people who supported it? You know, Kickstarter, I paid 1200 sure. bucks, whatever the case yeah. may be. You know, it's like, well, focus on what we have. Or don't don't make products that you're going to improve and give us the next best thing every year. Yeah. 
I agree. But like you said, maybe that's the market. There's a very niche, always, you know, dangling the carrot type of scenario. And if it works for them, fine. I think you've got to learn yeah, to love see. hate Pi Max, to be honest, because <laughs> yes. without them, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, we have reached that them. stage already, like long time ago. When we think about Pimax, we have emotions, and I think that in itself is a is how they've succeeded. <laughs> you know, because yep. it's, yeah, I guess you're right on that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but they sometimes do give us amazing things, like this whatever we that no one else can give us. So I still root for them. Really, I still yeah. hope that they no, will be successful. Too. Really, I really uh, want them to be a part of this ecosystem uh, where they deliver awesome things that nobody else gives us. So yeah, why not? Yeah, anyways. I think they're listening now. I think they've got that one. So. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, Sebastian, Sebastian is back on the list. Okay, <laughs> let's send him this APX now. <laughs> yeah, but, and again, like, you know, maybe my direction is just not right at all for the company. Maybe it's great for VR, but it's not right for the company. Maybe that that's their whole thing and their whole shtick is we're just always pushing boundaries. No one else has a, you know, 240 hertz screen in VR. No one has 180 FOV, you know. We're always pushing boundaries. That's us. And and maybe, you know, that's enough. That's the market they want. And, and that's enough. And they'll just keep doing that. Yeah. And it's my suggestion is pointless because yeah. it's not the direction they want to go in. Could be. It's kind of like not to 60 times in new sports cars. You know, it's, 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 it's that's kind of Pimax. If they were an Italian company, I would totally understand that, I think. <laughs> they, they are crazy. But I love them. And, you know, it's a love-hate relationship with a lot of people, I think. And I totally get that. But it is niche. I would never buy a Pimax 8KX if I was just a, a casual or even a hardcore, I guess if you call it that, VR gamer as such. Uh, you know, my point of view is quite a niche point of view anyway. Uh, but from a flying perspective, racing perspective, at the moment, there's nothing better out there. It just isn't. Okay. Yeah. Great. Steve is still on the list of Pimax people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the microphone's still working, sir. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know, I know. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, anyways, I wish Pimax still all the best of luck, even though I was cut off of that list, and I really root for them, and I hope that they're, yeah, that, that, that they're doing the right thing, and hopefully, like, um, not over-promising something that's down the line of one or two years, and we have to hope for it and hope for it. Just concentrate on the stuff that you have, I would say, and give it to the people who want it, and then we're already good, I believe. Yep, Pimax. I'm looking forward to the 25th of October and find out what they have. Now, now we have the last topic, and it's uh, the Vive Flow, and I believe it's going to be a very exciting topic. Before, <laughs> we, get, before we get into that, we had those leaks, right? Um, the Evan, Evan Blass, EV leaks, he leaked those pictures of the, the Vive Flow like uh, one day earlier or so, and then we had what I believe was some kind of reaction from Facebook, and Facebook XXT's the next generation. Well, everybody is about the next generation right now. Headset products following the Vive Flow leak, and what we see here is is Mark Zuckerberg with um, a Retina display headset, how he called it, and Boss Boss Tank with a headset that has a strikingly nice form factor, which is smaller than what we see with the Quest 2 and more like something like the, the Vive Flow. So that is pretty interesting. And um, what do you guys think? Um, Gary, I would like to ask you first. Do you think that this indeed was a reaction to all these um, leaks of HTC and and all those events coming up from, from Vario and, uh, and Pimax and, yeah, uh, especially HTC? 
Yeah, I just want to know why they're bothering showing the next generation of products when really we should be looking at the next several generations with Pimax. They're going, <laughs> they're going several generations ahead. So I don't yeah, know you're why right, you're right, you're right. time with this. But the um, yeah, I mean, it's got to be a reaction. The thing is, I don't expect we'll see anything that they're showing here um, in like uh, Facebook Connect or anything like that. I think these are just uh, they're just demonstrating that they are still on the cutting edge of all all of this stuff. And I think part of it, the one that Boz is wearing, is very similar in, in terms of form factor to what um, to the Vive Flow. Um, right, right. You know, I think they're just trying to keep their hand in and keep make sure people are still talking about them in this month when there are so many different announcements. So it, it makes sense from that point of view. I don't think, I, I personally don't read too much into this in terms of what, what they're going to reveal at Facebook Connect. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, right. But if this is a reaction, it, it does mean that probably Facebook does feel a, a bit threatened at least so that they have to react upon like the Vive Flow or whatever Vario is going to show us. What, what, what are your thoughts about this, Matteo? Well, I think the scenario like that transpired on Twitter was kind of petty. Like at first, it was kind of like, <laughs> um, I guess, we'll right. say a little cute. Like it looks like everyone's trying to steal Facebook Sunday right now. Like everyone has an event coming out before <laughs> Facebook Connect. Mm -hmm. So I can understand like Facebook would be like, all right, enough of this. Um, and then it was interesting when you see the product. Like it's definitely interesting. So for Facebook to have a reaction, yeah, I think, you know, at first, like at first glance, they were kind of like, oh, yes, let's keep the attention on us. And then the back and forth between them was a little petty, you know, uh, agree. Yeah. So it, and so I was kind of like at first it was like, ah, oh, that's funny. They're talking. And then I'm like, mm, yeah, just guys, you know, kind of you, you run your company, be bosses right now, like, you know. I get it. You know, we're in we're in gaming industry, uh, tech companies. We're we're not you know suit and tie type people, but at the same time, I, I think it you know it looked a little weird, got a little petty. Uh, but are we going to start talking about the the flow because that's a disaster, in my opinion. Wow, that's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, we will we'll talk about this in a, in a moment. Um, just want to want to hear also like um, Steve's opinion about those headsets that we're seeing here right now from from Zuckerberg. I just and think uh, it's absolutely brilliant how we're in a war state. It, the fight is on. This yeah. is what it's all about. I want them to have petty arguments with each other. I want them to, you know, do this kind of. They probably want to. Of course, this is a knee jerk reaction, not just to Pimax, but to Vario's announcement soon. Um, it, the VR industry at the moment is literally all over the place, and you know I think it's great. This is what we need. We need manufacturers fighting with each other. And if Facebook feel even the, remotely threatened by this, then that makes me feel very warm inside. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, and I, yeah. You know, I love my Quest too. Uh, of course, I'm not a massive. Uh, I don't have massive issues with the Facebook login. I get totally get understand why people do. But so, but you know, I, you know having said that, I do feel that. Facebook definitely do th feel threatened by this, and it's great to see this fight—not not fighting talk, but you know, just this pettiness. I want to see more of it. It's great. That's what it's all about. You know, let's see competition, and, and if this what it, how it, you know, if we can get it 
so that you know all these announcements come at the same time and they're trying to do one over on each other great i love it mm -hmm. <laughs> right right yeah i i also agree with that so actually i i also think it's a reaction they just want to show okay you know it's not just the quest 2 we have something up our sleeves which is pretty amazing and yeah here uh, mark zuckerberg showing off this retina display i believe that is um targeted at vario and their of announcement and and here whatever um boss tank is showing here definitely that's um for the flow right so they do have something up their sleeves and it's not just about the quest 2 and it's good that there are some other things on the market that are going to come out soon and we're going to have a very exciting october so now now it's finally time to talk about the vive flow and i'm looking for, i'm really looking forward um to find out what are your thoughts about it, really, really? Because this device, it seems to have, uh, yes, uh, the emotions flowing. <laughs> That's what I would say. So let me just like summarize whatever we learned. So this is the Vive Flow. It is a $499 standalone headset that is not targeted at gamers. So, so this is not a direct comp competition against the Quest 2. This is more meant to find new target audiences, probably working individuals, professionals, that after they come home after a long day of work, they're going to put this on and enjoy some meditative apps that are going to relax them, some casual games, and probably these people could play a movie. They could watch a movie on a big screen, on a big virtual screen. It has a very nice form factor, so it's definitely like smaller than any other VR headset that they have, um, yeah, launched or, or or any other company. This is smaller than the Quest Two. It's only really only 189 grams, which is way better than the 500 grams of the Quest Two, and it's more like glasses. Now they use. Um, um, pancake lenses, clear pancake lenses, so no Fresnel lenses anymore. They have a diopter um, adjustment. So if you, that is pretty cool, really. That's really that's really not bad, I think. Um, so instead of having to wear your glasses within VR glasses, you can simply adjust adjust the diopter, and then you're good to go. In terms of um, yeah, Qualcomm XR1. I'm not sure. They didn't actually say it's a Qualcomm XR1, which is in there. But there are some people who believe this is actually the XR1. So probably this is more powerful than the Quest 1, but not as powerful as the Quest 2. Also, let me tell you about the content that you're going to play on the Vive Flow. So there's two type of contents that you can get. First of all, if you have an Android device, you can stream your you can stream your screen via um, Miracast onto this. Also, your phone is being used as a controller. So in VR, you will see like a phone floating, and then like like a laser pointer, like on the on the Gear VR or on the Go. You have this three dot controller where you can point at things and probably also have some casual games so but but first of all the content the main content is on your phone so you can stream your netflix you can watch your disney plus or whatever youtube or whatever you have on your phone the other type of content is the vive port store and for five dollars and 99 cents you can get the vive port infinity subscription and you can enjoy like hundred hundred games or apps med meditative stuff 
some casual games, and so on and so forth. This all is not targeted at us gamers, but again, more like a new new kind of target audience, professionals that probably um, yeah want to uh, wind down after a long day of work. Yes, so that that are basically <laughs> that nice introduction. Yeah, that's basically what HTC told me when they briefed me like one day before before that thing um, launched. But now I want to hear what you guys think about it. And again, let me start with Matteo. What are your thoughts about it? I have a lot of thoughts here. I mean, come on, first tell off, us everything. <laughs> yeah. So first off, HTC never fails to disappoint. Uh, I've learned that from time and time again. They they hype things really high. They don't do a good job at marketing because they kind of no. lead you to believe one thing. And then the product drops and you're like, well, crap. So I've been disappointed by them too many times. I was a huge HTC supporter from the beginning. Like I most of us. Vive. Yeah. I had a Vive. I had a Vive Pro. I was a you know, Vive Port member for, for years. Um, but they've just disappointed me so many times. And they won't talk to me ever since I did coverage on the Cosmos. They just, I'm, I'm dead to them. I don't exist. Uh, I can't get a response from anyone, so that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I was I went to purchase my Vive Pro too, and I would have had one, but they screwed up the order. They <laughs> took my money and never processed the order. Oh no! And when that's I bad. found that out, I was just like, "You guys are dead to me." And they're like, <laughs> okay. "Well, you didn't put it." I'm like, "Here's the receipt. You took the money out of my PayPal account." They're like, "Oh no, your order never went through." I'm like, "You took the money," so. I, I've had enough of them at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, but that putting all that aside, we thought they would be like the first company to actually, you know, use micro OLED. That was like one of the things that people were saying when when we started to see more of this. And maybe that would have made a difference, maybe not. But at the same time, we discussed a little bit of this before we we started streaming. Th this is not for the Western market. You know, this is not going to appeal. And at the same time, you're you're looking at a product that's 500 bucks with less functionality than you know even the Lynx R1 that we already discussed or the Quest 2. Now you can make the argument it's not to be used in that same manner, and you're right. This is this go home and zen out type of thing, but I don't think the average you know housewife here or you know businessman is going to come home from work and want to put these on and watch Netflix. You know what's wrong with your TV or a meditative app? I you know I don't see it. There is definitely a cultural difference. You know, this there are people in, in other countries who are more accepting of things or things are just much more normal. So there might be, a, a, you know, this might be very useful in the Asian market. People might be into this, very interested in it, and it'll be fine. But for people here, VR is more gaming centric. Uh, we look at this and the only thing I see is, OK, cool, you delivered a cool form factor. I think the lens option is really cool. We'll probably see that in future headsets at some point. But $500 price tag, old VR hardware, less functionality than I can get out of a lot of other products. I It doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Um, Gary, what are your thoughts about it? Would you agree with Matteo? I, I agree with a lot of what Matteo has said. I think that there is space, however, for... A device like this in the entire VR ecosystem. Now, this might not be that product, and this might be too early for for a product like this to exist. 
the price is basically it's it's too high and we understand HTC can't subsidize in the way that, that Facebook can. So their prices are always going to be higher. However, it just simply comes down to how much people are going to be prepared to pay for a device like this. And while I say I think there's space for a device to exist in this, what this device is doing, the small form factor, the comfort, the glasses kind of form factor where you don't have a strap, I think that that does have value but it needs to be cheaper. It needs to be a product that's cheaper. Or, and here's the alternate to that, um, I see this lifestyle kind of headset being Apple's approach. Okay, now what I believe right, right. is that the Apple's first headset will be far closer to what we're seeing with the Vive Flow than we are to the Quest Two. Yes, yes. that makes more sense to me than because Apple are a lifestyle company, and that, that to me makes far more sense. Now with that, Apple will not charge a, a pittance for this kind of thing as well. Fortunately, Apple are in a unique position. They have a brand recognition, which is, there are no equals to that in the world really with Apple. And in the West, they can, they can dominate something like that, this kind of uh, product. They've got loyalty, they've got brand loyalty, and they have an ecosystem based around watches and phones and things like right. this. So to me, this kind of lifestyle device can exist. HTC are probably not the ones to bring it to us first. That's that's the issue. And the price is just too, too high. Um, so really, I mean, I think it's difficult to see how this can be a success over here. And I take Matteo's points, honestly. I think the that if you go to China or something, there might be more cultural acceptance of a device like this. I don't know, but you know that, that's something worth considering as well. But you know what, Gary? I think you made a fantastic point there with Apple. I, in my opinion, if Apple would market this device with the way Apple markets things, we would all be shouting like, oh my goodness, how can it be only 550 <laughs> euros? Give it to yeah. me. I'm going to take my money. Shut up and take my money. We would be like this because Apple would make it like that we desire it. You know, Apple would make it mm -hmm. somehow like, okay, okay, my goodness, this is amazing. What? I can watch all these movies, all my phone content on a huge screen. This is incredible. And I would also say that Apple wouldn't have this kind of marketing approach that um, HTC now had, like, okay, th this lady which told us about how great it would be to meditate in this. Mm. It, it doesn't make sense. Like, I, I think, yes, it might be good for this, but it's not something where we all say, or normal people would say, like, wow, I need this, right? Yeah. So I think Apple would have a different approach to it, and they would make this device, like, desirable, With, with way better marketing. Like I, I watched the marketing and, and I was just thinking like, oh no, dear HTC, probably you have a great device. I, I don't know, I haven't tried it. Probably the 1600 by 1600 with this kind of lenses probably looks good. Probably it's really nice to watch movies on this, right? It's just like, again, the way that HTC markets it, just like uh, Matteo said, is not appealing to me yeah. as a Western guy. <laughs> right that and that's that's why i mentioned cultural because yeah if you watch that event it it almost came off cringy it's like i'm yeah, not a bit, buying yeah. it. like a bit, not yeah. i'm not buying this as in i'm not spending my money like i'm not believing what I i'm bought watching it. <laughs> right now yeah like you know i'm not believing this so it it doesn't appeal 
and again, price, I think, is the biggest thing. You're, you're, you're right on with Apple. Apple could have probably sold this, and we would have bought it yeah, we at the would same have, price. Yeah. It's, and, no, it's seven, it at 800, going, we would have bought it then. If it was, you know, <laughs> 150, 200, I would consider it. Okay. But, like, even say, like, you know, I don't leave my house very often. I got a nice screen here, a projector you could see behind me. Like, you know, I have the higher-end technology that I prefer rather than putting a semi-low-resolution screen attached to my face. Um, which is, even though it's a light form factor, it might not be very comfortable. So I don't know if it's, you know, it, it for that much money, I'm never going to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what it just comes down to. Okay. Um, Steve, what are your thoughts? Is it is it a device that would appeal <laughs> to you? I mean, we got the same briefing. Yes. Well, to be honest, I think we're, we need to be a little bit more open-minded about this technology here, if you can call it. It's not new technology, of course it isn't. Um, it's not sexy technology in the sense that it's not really exciting, but it's a new genre of VR. And I mm -hmm. think we need to be a little bit more understanding. This is not for us. This is not for any of us here on this yeah. podcast. This is for someone who's probably never tried VR before. This is for a different type of audience. And that form factor, it excites me the most. Out of the whole, wow, there's two, no, actually more, yeah. probably two yeah, or three cool. things. Yeah, it's cool, yeah, totally The first thing I want to say is the field of view. They've managed to get 100 degrees. Now, right. I'm actually interested right. to check that out. But 100 degrees in a form factor that, I want to call it like normal glasses, of course, they're not like the Ray-Bans, but they are incredibly, they, they look so light. I think it's 189 grams, I remember, or something like that. So you're talking yeah. of over half uh, the weight of a Quest. Yeah, you know, like say, in the, the Quest is an uncomfortable headset, okay? And I need to spend tons of money on it to get it to a point where I can even use it for, say, I, could, I can be in it for a couple of hours. That's fine now. But that's because I've put all sorts of new things on it and everything. But this thing is like nowhere near the sort of size of a quest, okay? And I shouldn't even use... I, the, the point is that I shouldn't even be comparing it to a quest. It's not that type of thing. It is not a gaming headset. It's not for... Especially not for me for high-end VR. Although I did ask them a few questions, okay? I did ask them, is there a possibility of cloud streaming? And they are looking into that. He said categorically yeah. that they are looking into doing that. And some kind of air link capability. Now, I can't imagine it's going to be anything like the Quest. Nothing is. But they are thinking about that. But consider this like a DK2 or something or a DK1. Like, this is something that I don't want to buy now. It's a new but product this, category. I also yeah, agree. But, but the second or third version of it, I might be actually yeah. interested in this as it goes along because there's nothing. What else? There's nothing else there like that. And all, no, really. another thing I like as an Android guy. Okay, I'm not an Apple guy at all. I don't have an iPhone. I don't want to be stuck within that kind of. Um, you know, like I know. I know you guys like iPhones, and well, I know you have. One I don't have one, anyway. but I will. Oh, I thought at you one did. point get one. No, I don't have. <laughs> but the thing is, like this will work. Okay not just with the top-end HTC phone. If they're, Do they HTC make phones these days? Or no, no I, I'm <laughs> not, not sure. No. I think they do, but whatever. You know, this will work with a mid-range phone, okay? So there's, I'm not saying that this is the best thing ever, okay? I'm not saying that, but what I'm trying to point, get my point across is that this is a new genre of VR that could appeal to a different type of audience that totally we agree. can't think of because we're too much into the VR thing. I, yeah. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree as well. Go ahead, Sebastian. Yeah. And I also want to say, we 
and we as a VR community, I don't think we should absolutely just dismiss it because of the bad marketing and stuff. <laughs> well, that's really that's really bad. But honestly, I can really see myself use that. Like for example, when I'm on a business trip, I'd rather bring this to watch movies in a train or on a on a plane than the Quest Two. Really, honestly, I, I really think this is actually pretty useful for me for this kind of like um, yeah when I'm on the go and when I'm, I still want to bring VR. And I, I, I simply want to watch movies on it, like that are on my phone. Or another like um, use case that I could see myself in this. This is also compatible with um, the the software in order to meet other people, like Vive Sync or Engage. And I really see this is really not bad as a business device, actually. So rather than buying the Focus Three, which is kind of bulky for thousand four hundred euros. And I also bought that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather get this here for like 500 euros as a company, really as a company, and give this to my employees and say, okay, when we're out and about, we can still meet in VR yeah, in this virtual exactly. meeting room and we can do Vive Sync, we can do Engage and whatever they bring to it. So I really, I, I don't see this angle with the meditation, but I still think- Yeah, that's this, a bit weird. I agree with I, I really, <laughs> I really think this could be a really good um, device for these kind of uh, business applications. And um, yeah, it's pretty useful actually. So I am not going to dismiss it and I will try it out and, and find out what it's good for. But again, yes, I agree with you guys. Like the, the marketing for us Westerners, it's strange because we are used to this perfect American shows. You know, I really enjoy watching the Apple show. I'm looking forward to it. Um, in two days, right? Apple has, has this MacBook Pro event. Oh my God. I, I just love how they make me want to consume <laughs> like come on we're all living in this capitalist world capitalist world right yeah. and uk germany us perfect we're all the same and they are just celebrating this they just make things that we desire and unfortunately in this case like uh, how they made this this whole uh, event is not desirable. I mean, this um, chair lady from HTC she's uh, she's super capable and she knows stuff and she's amazing but like letting her speak for five minutes is just not as appealing as having this amazing show that Apple puts on, right? And, and this is really a big problem that HTC has. And, you know, I really applaud them for it to, to give us new hardware. You know, we are VR enthusiasts and probably this device, it could be more interesting for people like, like our parents to simply put it on. But yeah. I also still think when Apple comes out with something, it is just going to be so polished. Like right now, why can't we use this um, also with, with our computers? Right? right now, it's only the phone. And that's okay, right? But honestly speaking, I really see that kind of um, factor for really doing some productive work with this kind of form factor. Yesterday, I was at home and um, out of the office, I still needed to, to write a review. And uh, my wife was watching TV but I still needed to work. So I put on my Quest 2 with the virtual desktop and I typed that review in VR and I was totally in a, in a different place. And it was amazing. And I, I just imagined myself doing this with the Vive Flow, but I cannot because it is not compatible with my laptop. So I still think it could be great, but the, the polish that Apple will give us with their device next year, it's not here. What do you think about it? 
It is a prototype, this, really, yeah. isn't it? Let's be honest. It's, 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 it feels a bit rushed, right? But yeah, I think so. Uh, and maybe even in the, the Facebook Connect event, we might see something from them that might be a little bit more similar in design. Um, but uh, I mean, I'm guessing, who knows? But I do think this is still exciting to see what might happen next because yeah. imagine a VR headset with that form factor. That would be I, pretty damn amazing. And that proper VR headset, you know, I don't consider this, you know, in that sort of same vein. Again, I really don't want to dismiss it. Like I no, bought it with my own money because HTC doesn't send me a prototype, uh, doesn't send it to me, it's, which I totally don't get it. Why? I, but, yeah, I, I'm gutted. I was going to go to London and because uh, they invited me to go to London to check it out. Yeah. But then I realized afterwards that they only gave you five minutes to try it out anyway. Yeah. So I'm actually quite yeah. pleased it doesn't go in the end. But, I, was, yeah. I was just thinking as well, like because this is a completely different product category to to what we are really interested in, really invested in. Yeah, we at the moment. agreed, agreed. But I, I was just thinking as well, if you could take yourself out, imagine yourself out of this 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 context. Yes, exactly. And you're just, or VR didn't exist in this way, and you yeah. walk into a store and you see this on the shelf, and it offers these these kinds of features, these kinds of applications, possibly at a cheaper price. Granted, right. if you could get get that. And then that really is the mindset of people that are not following VR at all. Exactly, they don't know a us. A few years older than <laughs> us, yeah, yeah, and 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 are walking into this and seeing what this could potentially do. I think there's a space for this. I think that's the that's my main takeaway. There is a space yeah, right. for this kinds of device. Whether this is that or not, I can't say, but I, I think there is definitely a, a market for this. And one more thought about this: I believe that telecom operators like O2 and T-Mobile and all these, Verizon, they will be pretty excited to sell this device together with a 5G contract because, because, and probably subsidized, because for this device, they don't even have to make new VR apps. You know, they don't need to make Netflix or for VR or whatever kind of content they have. They can just sell this device, probably a bit subsidized, and tell people, you know what, here's your reason for a 5G contract with a new phone. And you know what? You can watch Netflix or whatever content they offer with their 5G um, contract. You can watch this on a huge screen with this beautiful device and uh, wherever you are. So I truly believe that HTC could have something on their hands that they can sell via operators subsidized for probably $199. And then it's pretty amazing. And uh, so far, I haven't heard that kind of... Um, yeah, that, that kind of thought in, in any kind of discussion. And I would simply like to introduce that thought. What do you guys think about that thought? Oh, man, if I could I actually want to get a new phone in the next maybe <laughs> six months or so, and if I could get some bundle deal with this, I would totally go for that. Right? I really would. Yeah, I would. Yeah. But it is too expensive, though. I totally yeah, agree. Subsidized. Subsidized. Yeah, yeah, but, but subsidized by the telcos in order to sell their 5G contracts. Probably this can go down then $299 or even less. You yeah. need to talk you guys to them about that. <laughs> guys gave me a lot to think about here. Like I am, yeah. you know, I can be very dismissive in the beginning. Yes, this is another category. Yes, you know, uh, we can point out a couple flaws. Like obviously the price, uh, the marketing, you know, doesn't appeal to us, and we don't really understand the marketing completely. At least I, I can't see like my mom or someone seeing you know those ads and being like, yeah, I want this. No, you know, no. so the marketing's off, the price is off. But yes, it's a new category. And if you walked into a store and saw them on a shelf and said, "Ooh, what is this? You've never seen VR before. You put them on, you'd probably go, "Ooh, cool. Yeah, probably and that, yes. yeah, that can be intriguing and open up a new market. It's just like get that price down or 
do it like you said, sell it with a phone contract there. Uh, yeah, then then we have something. Who knows? Yeah, probably this might work like this. We don't know uh, the talks that they have with the telcos, but I really see this as a good option to sell those 5G contracts and to have some appealing hardware for people yeah, that, that are not like us, like totally into the thing, right? And yeah. for them, it might be pretty exciting. But without a doubt, like HTC still has a, lot, has a lot of work to do, right? Hand tracking, they must introduce hand tracking. Yeah. What, what's with the iPhone users, right? So there's lots of things. It's still not, not there yet. It seems like they needed to rush this out before the Facebook um, um, uh, event, <laughs> right? So that they actually sell some before. So, yeah, let's see. I do how think it goes. it's interesting. Like, uh, they mentioned that they ha it has no IPD adjustment because of the sweet spot, because of those pancake lenses. I can kind of understand that, but like with the Vario, with those aspheric lenses, you still need an IPD adjustment. Yeah. So, I'm not quite sure about that one, but I do really like the adjustable diopters. That yeah, is that, that's really cool. That is really that's cool. Be first, actually. Yeah, um, so, so let's yeah. try this out first before we completely dismiss it. Yeah, really, I really want to give them a chance. Also, since, yeah, we, we, we are in this uh, market where there's like one company dominating so much. And yeah, I, I would root for HTC as well. And I wish they would do better marketing and yeah, not do this kind of obvious mistakes. Right? It, I mean, for us, it's so obvious, right, that the marketing is off. But uh, yeah. right, so um, but they're not marketing to us. No, so that's why yeah, we made, that makes it feel even more off. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Anyways, let's see when we have some. I'm gonna get it on second November again. HTC did not send me one. I bought it myself. So HTC, why don't you send it to people like me? I don't. I don't get this part. I really don't get it. So, anyways, I bought it and I'm going to show you what it can do. And that's something that you can look forward to. Anyways, already two hours and 24 minutes. Wow, that was a long show a long already. Long, yeah. yeah, it was a long show, wow. but we had lots of exciting topics. And I would like, again, say thank you so much to Matteo for joining us as a guest. You're welcome again. It was an amazing show. I love to hear your opinions. Anytime. And for all the people who enjoyed to have Matteo here on the show, please give it a thumbs up now to show us, yes, bring this guy up again, uh, on again, I think, and we're going to do it. It was such a good show. I loved it. So, perfect. And also, please uh, subscribe to all of us, Mateo and Immersed Robot and uh, VR Flight Sim Guy. And if you haven't done uh, subscribe to me, also subscribe to MRTV. I think, uh, yeah, we're all doing a great job, like uh, pushing, pushing VR forwards. That's what we want to do because we are really, really excited about this topic. Yeah, and uh, like just, just doing it because we, we love that. So that would be pretty amazing. Also, if you have not yet um, if you have not yet reviewed the Next Dimension podcast, do that also now using your iPhone or iPad. Open the podcast app that's already on your device. Find us and give us a five-star review if you enjoy the show. That's everything that we got. Any last words, Matteo or uh, Gary or Steve? No? <laughs> Yeah, that's good. it. Good, <laughs> good, good. We're good. Perfect. Then let's end the show. Thank you so much for watching. Give it a thumbs up right now if you're live here with us right now. And uh, if not, then leave a comment. Tell us what you thought about today's show. And we're looking forward to see you in the next episode. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.